Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network is brought to you by Budweiser, GCS Credit Union, U.S. Bank, and Pepsi. Now let's send it to the ballpark. Here's Nate Gatter. From historic Bossy Field in Evansville, Indiana, Gateway Grizzlies Baseball is on the air on this Wednesday evening as the Grizzlies play game two of a three-game series against the Otters trying to avenge a 6-0 shutout defeat yesterday that ended a four-game Grizzlies winning streak, their longest of the year. Nate Gatter with you to kick off the Budweiser pregame show on the Grizzlies Media Network. Whenever legendary baseball moments happen, Budweiser will be there this Buds for you. As mentioned, the Grizzlies fell 6-0 last night. They outhit Evansville 7-6, but made two costly errors and played some otherwise sloppy defense, even that didn't count in the error column. And uh, maybe more than anything, walked nine batters and plunked another two in eight innings on the mound as a pitching staff. So the Otters scored six runs despite having only six hits, and they still left a dozen men on base in eight innings. That shows you how much traffic Evansville had on the bases all night long, only one. One, two, three inning for Grizzlies pitchers. It came in the sixth inning courtesy of Brandon Mattern in his gateway debut. Mattern was probably the most impressive Grizzlies, certainly the most impressive gateway pitcher. A couple of scoreless innings in his first game of the Grizzlies. A couple of strikeouts as well. One walk. He did not allow a hit or a run. Offensively, the Grizzlies did have a couple of standouts. Andrew Daniel, two hits, including a double and a walk. He was two for three. And uh, Wesley Jones was three out of four. All three of his hits were singles. Between the two of them, they accounted for five of the Grizzlies' seven hits. Zach Taylor and Cletus Avery added a single apiece. By the way, not only did the Otters score six runs on only six hits, all six of their hits were singles. And that shows you how bad uh, the Grizzlies were at keeping the ball in the strike zone and how bad they were defensively, how uh, many free bases they allowed. Two errors, two wild pitches, two hit batsmen, and nine walks. Fifteen free bases in total, and that's a big reason the Grizzlies were able to pile up, or uh, rather the Otters were able to pile up a half dozen runs without having a single extra base hit all night long. But the Grizzlies will try to put that behind them tonight. They bring in a 37-54 record to this, the fifth-to-last game of the year. 92 out of 96 happening tonight for both teams. The Otters have the inverse record, 54-37, and 37 best in the league after last night's win. Evansville comes in with a one-game lead in the West Division, but that is already under fire. We'll get to that momentarily on the Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard. The Grizzlies come in 17 back of the Otters at the bottom of that aforementioned Western Division. Let's get the standings in their entirety. First in the East, where Lake Erie is the official division champion at 51 and 40. Schaumburg follows six games back. Joliet trails by 11 and a half. Windy City 12 and a half off the pace in fourth. And Washington 16 back at the bottom in fifth place. The Wild Things will be the Grizzlies' last opponent of 2019, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday when Gateway returns home to Sojay. In the West, Evansville, as mentioned, 54 and 37. Florence just one game behind in second place. River City two back in third. Southern Illinois trails by four games in fourth. And the Grizzlies are 17 behind at the bottom of the division. If the Otters were to win tonight and the Miners lost, Evansville would become the first West Division team to clinch a playoff spot officially. If the Miners still won, even with an Otters victory, it would be a four-game spread with four games to go. And because three of those games are still between the Otters and the Miners this coming weekend to finish out the year, the uh, tiebreaker is not yet decided, which is the head-to-head -head record. At the moment, Evansville leads that five games to four, but of course, if the Otters were to lose out, that would include three losses to the Miners, who would then move into a tie and have the tiebreak. So it would take an Otters win and a Miners loss tonight for Evansville to clinch a playoff spot. There is champagne in the ballpark. We know that for a fact. There is champagne on the premises. The Otters preparing to potentially celebrate a playoff spot in 2019 tonight. It would be the third time in the last four years they've gone to the playoffs, counting a 2016 Frontier League title. 
and uh, even if the Miners were to win out, Evansville would need to win only tonight and tomorrow to clinch a playoff spot. The magic number is down to two for the Otters, and that is any combination of two Otters wins or two Miners losses. They just need the minor, Miners losses and Otters wins to add up to two, so we could potentially have one of each to get to two here tonight. On tonight's Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard, we can give you some updates on uh, one primarily interesting game already underway. Joliet is at Florence. The Freedom stage of middle inning comeback, and they lead it 8-4 to four in the sixth over the Slammers. So if Florence does not blow that lead over the final four innings, then Evansville needs to win tonight in order to retain sole possession of first place in the West because the Otters have just a one-game lead over the Freedom. If Florence were to win and Gateway were to topple the Otters tonight, then uh, it would be a tie between Evansville and Florence atop the division. Elsewhere, Lake Erie at Southern Illinois, preparing to get underway when we do. Same story with Schaumburg at Windy City. Joliet and Florence have a second game of the doubleheader tonight, so again, that's worth noting because if the Freedom win both of those games and the Otters lose, Florence would move alone into first place. The Freedom could leapfrog, pick up a game and a half, and move into first place by themselves just in one game. Washington is at River City as well. That game will be uh, getting underway right about when we do additionally. So six games on the Frontier League schedule tonight. You can monitor all of them along with us on the Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard. On the road, the Grizzlies trust Husky Trailways. You can too at huskybus.com. So to sum it up, Evansville is playing for an awful lot tonight. An Otters win and a Lake Erie win over Southern Illinois would clinch an Otters playoff spot. And they do have to worry about the Crushers a little bit because right now they have a one-game lead over Florence for the division and on top of that have a three-game lead over Lake Erie for the best record in the league. So the Otters are trying to protect first place from Florence, protect the best record from Lake Erie and the number one overall seed in the playoffs. And then uh, on top of that, trying to as well eliminate uh, the Miners from division title contention and assure themselves of a playoff spot. Lots of moving parts tonight, and we'll keep uh, track of all of them for you. So we'll be keeping an eye on uh, this game, of course, Florence and Joliet, as well as Southern Illinois and Lake Erie. We will mostly neglect Schaumburg and Windy City. Uh, because that game is of zero relevance to the playoff picture. Windy City at River City will have some, but not immediate relevance to the top or the bottom of the West Division. The Rascals are in the middle. Both Florence and River City lost a half game yesterday to Evansville because neither team was playing, and the Otters won the ballgame 6 to nothing over the Grizzlies in the series opener yesterday. So with all of that in mind, we head into a busy night in the Frontier League, and an important night, as they all are, with just five regular season dates remaining before the regular season finishes out. September 1st, Grizzlies will be back home for the greatest night in baseball against Washington. Tickets at gatewaygrizzlies.com or by calling 618-337-3000. Tonight we have a good pitching matchup. Left-hander Jordan Barrett, who shut out the Otters over seven innings in a Grizzlies 3-0 victory a couple of Friday nights ago. The only Grizzlies win at Bossy Field this year. He is starting for Gateway tonight in the second game of this three-game series. Right-hander Brandon Sittinger, who pitched well against the Grizzlies, had a quality start and his only appearance against Gateway so far this year and has an earned run average under one and a half early in his Otters tenure. He'll be on the mound for Evansville, the former double-A man with the Erie Seawolves in the Detroit Tigers organization in the Eastern League. Both he and Barrett have double-A time. So a good starting pitching matchup here tonight in what will be Barrett's final start of 2019. From here on out, every starting pitcher will be making his final outing of the year for the Grizzlies. And then the rotation will turn back over to yesterday's starter, Chris Carden, who will try to turn around his recent struggles in the final game of the year. But just five games to go, so every starting pitcher will throw once. This is the last Grizzlies start of 2019 for Barrett, and he'll try to make it a third strong win in a row and another memorable outing at Bossy Field. We'll have the U.S. Bank starting lineups coming up after the break. You're listening to the Budweiser pregame show on the Grizzlies Media Network. 
Budweiser, a burger, and Thomas Red. When you wake up in a different city every day, there's a comfort in being able to count on something familiar. And for me, that's a Budweiser and a burger. Los Angeles, Chicago, El Paso, big or small, loud or quiet, a Bud and a burger remind me who I am and to keep doing my thing. They take me back home. The best way to get my friends and family over to my house is to tell them that I'm about to grill some burgers and drink some Bud. Nothing fancy, nothing forced, no lights, no noise, no backstage pass required. That's a Budweiser and a burger. Cheers. This Bud's for you. Enjoy responsibly. Budweiser Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. The Grizzlies Baseball Academy at GCS Ballpark is where tomorrow's stars train today. We specialize in professional baseball instruction and offer group, semi-private, and private lessons taught by experienced instructors and the most realistic hitting experience you'll find, the ProBatter PX2. The ProBatter PX2 features a multi-pitch machine with synchronized video display to simulate live Major League quality pitching. To schedule your lesson, call 618-781-8170 or visit grizzliesbaseballacademy.com. That's 618-781-8170 or grizzliesbaseballacademy.com. You're listening to the Budweiser pregame show on the Grizzlies Media Network. Back at historic Bossy Field at Evansville, Indiana, where we're closing in on first pitch between the visiting Grizzlies and the host Evansville Otters in the second game of a three-game series, the final road set of the year for the Grizzlies, their penultimate road game of 2019 coming your way on this Wednesday evening in southwest Indiana in this more than 100-year-old ballpark. Nick Gatter back with you to continue the Budweiser pregame show on the Grizzlies Media Network to the friends you can always count on, Bud Light, famous among friends. Time now for our U.S. Bank starting lineups. First for the visiting Grizzlies, who come in with a record of 37-54 after last night's 6-0 loss in the opener of this set. A third straight defeat for the Grizzlies at Bossy Field, and it snapped an overall four-game gateway winning streak. Connor Owings leads off at first base. He'll be followed by Andrew Daniel getting a third start in a row at shortstop in the absence of normal Grizzlies shortstop Brent Sakurai. Dustin Woodcock tied for the team lead now in home runs. Bats third in right field. He's followed by Wesley Jones, the third baseman, who will hit cleanup off to a good offensive start to his Grizzlies tenure. Sean Dunstan Jr. is the number five batter in center field. He's followed by Greg White, who will bat sixth and play left. Zach Taylor, Gateway's steady catcher who is uh, a constant in the Grizzlies lineup, almost to the same degree Brent Sakurai has been since Taylor signed an Ironman behind the plate. He's batting seventh. Gunnar Buter is the second baseman hitting eighth. He's been uh, on an offensive tear the last few weeks, uh, really the last couple of weeks of game time. He missed a couple of weeks as well with injury. Number nine batter is Cletus Avery. He is the DH. Jordan Barrett, six foot four, 225-pound left-hander from Margate, Florida, is on the mound for the Grizzlies this evening. Meanwhile, for the Otters, they come in with a record of 54 and 37 off last night's shutout victory, and they have a one-game lead at the top of the West Division. David Cronin leads off at second base. He'll be followed by Keith Greasehaber in left field. And batting third, playing third is Ryan Long, one of the top contenders, really a part of a two-man race for the Morgan Burkhardt Award as the Frontier League's most valuable player. 
neck and neck with River City third baseman Braxton Martinez. Elijah McNamee, the rookie right fielder, hits cleanup. He's followed by the DH, Taylor Lane. And Rob Calabrese makes his first appearance for the Otters in this series, batting six. He'll do the catching. Hunter Cullen, speedy, powerful center fielder, bat seventh. Taylor Retrich, the rookie shortstop out of Iowa, hits eighth. And Jack Meggs is inserted into the starting lineup for the first time. He has good speed, but uh, certainly not the offensive first base when the Otters had in Carlos Castro before they released him over perpetual tardiness. And so it is Meggs who has been asked to expand into that role, and he's getting the opportunity again at first base tonight, batting ninth. Brandon Sittinger, 6'1", 210-pound right-header from LaGrange, Ohio, is on the mound. For Gateway, 244 average, seventh of the league, 69 home runs to rank fourth. Owings at first, Daniel at short, Woodcock at right. Jones at third, Dunstan in center, White at left. Taylor the catcher, Buter at second, Avery the DH, Barrett the left-hander on the mound. For Evansville, a 258 average, tops in the league, 66 home runs, ranked fifth. Cronin at second, Greasehaver in left, Long at third, McNamee in right, Lane the DH, Calabrese the catcher, Cullen in center, Wietrich at short, Meggs at first, Chittinger the right-hander on the mound. Tonight's starting lineups brought to you by U.S. Bank, the power of possible. First pitch is coming up next. You've stayed with us this long, so why go anywhere now? Might as well stick around for game two of our three-game series tonight in Evansville. Budweiser pregame show wraps up next on the Grizzlies Media Network. Budweiser presents an important message about friendship. You and me, we were made for love. A lifetime is not long enough to show you what you mean to me. See you later, buddy. Budweiser knows your friends are counting on you. So, we want you to remember to make a plan to make it home every time you go out. Do whatever it takes to get home safely. Call a friend, arrange for a cab, or designate a driver. Because friends are waiting. Hey, I'm sorry. I decided I shouldn't drive home last night. I stayed at Dave's. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> this message is brought to you by your friends at Budweiser. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. The renovators know where to put a wall, a window, a room. Most importantly, the renovators know what they want, and that's the most admirable skill of all. A home equity line of credit from U.S. Bank could help make your house the home you've always wanted. Visit a U.S. Bank branch, usbank.com slash dreambig, or call 800-209-BANK. U.S. Bank, the power of possible. Some restrictions may apply. Subject to credit approval, mortgage and home equity products offered by U.S. Bank National Association, Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. Hi, this is Hall of Famer Carlton Fisk. Make your plans today to visit Cooperstown and the Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum. There it goes, a long drive. If it stays fair, home run. Reconnect with your memories of the game and make new memories with your family. Check out baseballhall.org today for more information. National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum. Preserving history, honoring excellence, and connecting generations. You're listening to the Budweiser Pregame Show on the Grizzlies Media Network. Back at a soaring Quasi Field at Evansville, Indiana, before the Grizzlies and the Otters start up the second game of this three-game series. First pitch is now moments away. They gather back with you to finish up the Budweiser pregame show on the Grizzlies Media Network. Whenever legendary baseball moments happen, Budweiser will be there. This Bud's for you. 
Our U.S. Bank starting lineup again for the Grizzlies. Connor Owings, Andrew Daniel, Dustin Woodcock in the first. Wesley Jones, Sean Dustin Jr., Greg White to follow. Zach Taylor, Gunnar Buter, and Cletus Avery rounded out for 13th year gateway skipper Bill Warren, the second and newest member of the 600 win club in the Frontier League managerial ranks. Last Thursday's three, or rather 5-3 walk-off win over Schaumburg clinched Phil's spot. Uh, that group now just he and Southern Illinois boss Mike Pitto also in his 13th year have won 600 plus. The Otters defense as uh, laid out by 10th year skipper Andy McCauley, Keith Greasehaber in left, Hunter Cullen in center, Elijah McNamee in right, third to first on the infield it's Ryan Long, Tanner Wietrich, David Cronin and Jack Meggs, Rob Calabrese is the catcher for 6 foot 1, 210 pound right-hander Brandon Sittinger from LaGrange, Ohio. Sittinger is 25 years old. This is his seventh appearance, sixth start with the Otters. One and two with a 1.4 earned run average. Over 32 Emmitsville innings, he struck out 44 and walked 15. The league is hitting just 184 against him. And he is sitting on four straight quality starts. Lefty batter Connor Owings is the first to face him. The wind up of the pitch. Connor takes a fastball of the belt for a strike. And we're underway at 6.37 Central Time, just a couple of minutes late. 79 degrees and sunny at Bossy Field this evening. Sittinger works out of the windup, first base side of the rubber. He brings it home. Owings takes outside of the count is even, one ball and one strike. Connor has a 264 average, 11 home runs, and 50 batted in. That last number leads the club. Sittinger's one and one offering. Owings fouls it back. Sittinger started against the Grizzlies a couple of Friday nights ago against Jordan Barrett. He allowed two runs, one earned over six innings, and took the loss. One and two delivery. Owing swings and misses. High fastball strike three. Sittinger does pile up the strikeouts. He had seven of them in six innings against the Grizzlies last time. He's twice reached double-digit strikeouts in just a half dozen innings. That first pitch weather report, 79 degrees and sunny, brought to you by Serve Pro. If unpredictable weather causes damage to your home, turn to the experts at Serve Pro. Faster to any size disaster. Pitch to Andrew Daniel is taken inside ball one. Roddy Batter, who had a couple of hits at a walk yesterday, including a double. Now hitting 235. The pitch. So we're going to foul tip off Calabrese's mitt. One ball and one strike. In addition to the 235 average, Daniel has nine home runs and 36 RBI. One and one delivery. Andrew takes a curve that stays high. Two balls, one strike. Otters in the Navy jerseys, white otters, capital letters, aren't across the chest. White pants, two and one pitch. Daniel takes up an in ball three. White caps on the forehead with a block E. Navy on the sides and back, the burgundy bills. Sittinger has the high Navy socks. Three and one pitch. Daniel grounds it toward the left side in the hole. The shortstop, Wietrich backhands, throws off balance to first, very high and over the head of Meggs. Daniel is safe and scoots up to second on the throwing error by Wietrich. It'll be an infield single for Daniel. And then an error charged to Wietrich, who put way too much in the end on a, a throw from the hole on the left side as he was falling away. 
So Daniel has his third hit already in the series in four at-bats. Fourth time he's been on base. And now Dustin Woodcock will hit. Batting third and right field for 26, Dustin Woodcock. Lefty batter with a 219 average, a dozen home runs, and 26 RBIs. Single at an E6 in the official book. Daniel at second, one out, no score, top of the first. Grizzlies in the powder blue alternate jerseys for the second day in a row. Sittinger delivers. Woodcock takes low, and it's one ball, no strikes on the rookie outfielder from SIUE. Navy Grizzlies in capital letters, straight across the chest. Navy Bears in the gold bat. Caps and belts, also the dark blue. Light numbers fronted back with the gray pants. Daniel reached second base with one out at the top of the first yesterday, and the Grizzlies failed to bring him in. Woodcock swings and misses, one ball and one strike. And in the end, the Grizzlies got no closer to scoring than that. They never got anybody past second base yesterday in a 6-0 loss to open the series. By the way, in addition to that first pitch weather report brought to you by Pro, the wind is blowing pretty hard for the moment out to right and right center field. Sittinger sets just below the letters and throws. Woodcock takes a hair off the outside. Two balls, one strike. Tom Swoboda is our home plate umpire, tasked with making those close calls. And Preston Childers is our base umpire. Same two-man crew as assigned yesterday by the Frontier League. They have traded places. Sittinger into the stretch and deals. Woodcock swings and ticks it foul. Two balls and two strikes. Not a very big crowd tonight on Wiener Wednesday at Bossy Field where there was a uh, three-man pregame hot dog eating contest in front of the Otters dugout on the first base side. Daniel out to a big lead at second. Two and two pitch. His take it inside ball three. Have to find out what the winning total was. The pitch taken low. Ball four. So a single and a walk for the Grizzlies off of Sittinger with one out of this top of the first inning. Batting four at the third base. Number 27, Wesley Jones. And here's Wesley Jones. Grizzlies cleanup man, righty batter, 340 average, no homers, four batted in, and 14 Grizzlies games. Sittinger deals. Jones checks his swing and takes a breaking ball, though. It's one ball and no strikes. Pitch. Jones takes in the dirt again, blocked well enough by Calabrese to keep it in front of the runners at first and second. Two balls, no strikes. So Sittinger has struggled in the early going tonight. 
Seven strikes, nine balls thus far. Single, an error, and a walk. Daniel at second base, Woodcock at first. No score at the top of the first inning, but Wesley Jones now ahead of the count, two balls, no strikes. Here's the pitch. Jones takes a fastball over the inside for strike one. comes. Jones checks his swing, takes the strike of the outside, and it's two and two. Not a bad take, only so much he could have done with that. Now the pitch. So I'm going to foul back. Otters come in as the second best pitching team in the Frontier League. Earned run average in the 3.2s, worse only than Lake Erie. And after yesterday, when Otters pitchers dominated to the tune of 14 strikeouts, Evansville leads the league in Ks now, surpassed the Crushers after the series opener. Two and two pitch. Taken low, and it's full on a second straight batter. Sittinger sets, payoff pitch, runners go. It's taken, strike three, call to the knees. The throw to third is late. Daniel just swiped third. And that wasn't even close. Ryan Long wasn't even over covering third base. That is the sixth steal and eight attempts for Daniel. Woodcock moves to second. There are two down now. Strikeout looking. Sittinger has K to pair. And now a big at bat for Sean Dunstan, Jr. Dunstan hitting 250, eight homers, 37 batted in. Open stance, left side, Sittinger deals. Dunstan swings and pops it up. Foul ground, third base side. Long over to his right, he slows in playable territory and makes the catch. So the Grizzlies put him in at third base for the first time in the series, but leave two in scoring position. We enter the home half of the first, gateway nothing. And Evansville coming up on the Grizzlies media network. Budweiser presents an important message about friendship. You and me, we were made for love. A lifetime is not long enough to show you what you mean to me. Budweiser knows your friends are counting on you. So, we want you to remember to make a plan to make it home every time you go out. Do whatever it takes to get home safely. Call a friend, arrange for a cab, or designate a driver. Because friends are waiting. Hey, I'm sorry. I decided I shouldn't drive home last night. I stayed at Dave's. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> this message is brought to you by your friends at Budweiser. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Innovation is growing in the cornfields of America. Family corn farmers have planted more than 1.2 million miles of conservation buffer strips to protect the soil, improve water quality in lakes and streams, and create acres and acres of wildlife habitat. So corn farmers aren't planting just corn. They're planting the seeds for future generations to enjoy what Mother Nature has created for all of us. 
Discover more at cornfarmerscoalition.org. A message from the Illinois Corn Checkoff. This is Jeff Manzo, and you're listening to Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. Jordan Barron goes to the mound for the Grizzlies after Gateway had runners at second and third but failed to score, and so it's nothing, nothing going to the bottom of the first. David Cronin, Keith Greasehaber, and Ryan Long demand for the honors, followed by Elijah McNamee, Taylor Lane, and Rob Calabrese, Hunter Cutler, Taylor Mietrich, and Jack Maggs ratted out for 10th year skipper Andy McCauley. Again, six foot four, 225 pound left hander Jordan Barrett. 24 year old from Margate, Florida, is four and five with a 4.35 earned run average. This marks his 18th appearance for the Grizzlies. All of them essentially have been starch, although technically he has one relief appearance. Over 91 innings, 100 strikeouts to lead the club. 57 walks to lead, getting 247 against him. Pitch to Cronin. Fastball popped up. Shallow left toward the foul line, long run in for White to his right. As he crosses the line, reaches out, but it's off his backhand attempt and drops in the Grizzlies bullpen for a strike. But a missed opportunity nonetheless, a ball that was catchable. Grizzlies defense has a 971 fielding percentage that is just .001 better than Schaumburg for the league's worst. And the Grizzlies, although they technically made only two errors last night, made three or four other serious defensive mistakes. It was not a good defensive showing yesterday. It wasn't a good showing on the mound. It was just one free opportunity for the Otters after another, who really only had to earn two of their six runs for the night, although it's worth noting that those two would have been enough to win anyway because the Grizzlies didn't score the whole night. Anyways, Gateway's uh, defense is, has White in left. Just heard from him. Sean Dunstan Jr. in center, Dustin Woodcock in right. Cronin back in the box. Barrett winds and a pitch. Cronin takes a fastball, strike two. Wesley Jones is the third baseman. Andrew Daniel is at short. Cutter Buter at second. Cutter Owings, the first baseman. Zach Taylor does the catching for the tall southpaw, Barrett. He works for the center of the rubber. Two-strike pitch on the way. Cronin swings at a high fastball and slaps it off the left side. Foul back into the Navy. Uh, dark green seats, I should say. And out of play. Cronin hitting 286, three home runs, and 34 batted in. Barrett coming off back-to-back quality starts. Oh, a two-pitch again. He has a breaking ball off the outside for a ball. Seven innings in each of his last two outings, including seven shutout frames. Two Fridays ago, August the 16th, in Evansville. One and two pitch. Cronin takes up an in-ball two. No decision last time. Seven innings, three runs, two earned. But the Grizzlies won the ball game five to three. They have won five of Jordan's last eight starts after they had just one win across his first nine outings. Two balls, two strikes on Cronin. Barrett delivers. Cronin waves and misses over a really good curve down and away, strike three. First strikeout for Barrett, one gone to the first inning, brought to you by Julie. The Illinois One Call system, no one's below. Before you dig, always call Julie at 811 or visit IllinoisOneCall.com. So here's Keith Greasehaber. Randy batting left fielder, 291 average, a couple of home runs, and 41 batted in. Last two starts combined for Jordan, two earned runs over 14 innings. That is an earned run average, just a little bit uh, over one, under one and a half. The pitch, Grease Saber takes low ball one. 
14 innings, two earned runs on nine hits and three walks. Not even a base runner per inning. He struck out exactly one per inning, 14 Ks. 1-0 delivery. Three saber waves over a changeup, one ball and one strike. Nobody on, one out, no score in the last of the first. And a one and one pitch. Greasehaber takes a fastball outside. It's two balls and one strike. Jordan comes back. Ray Saber swings and grounds one to third base. Jones handles it cleanly, throws across the diamond for the second out. Quickly two away against Barrett. And now Ryan Long, one of the Frontier League's leading MVP candidates. 291 average, 14 homers, 77 batted in. He's now played in all 92 for the Otters. And he will be introduced for his first plate appearance by Otters PA man Zane Conbelter. The third baseman, number seven, Ryan Long. By the way, that Daniel single in the top of the first inning was the first Grizzlies hit of the ball game, brought to you by Montclair Animal Hospital. Lefty to lefty, Barrett pitches. Long swings late on a fastball, strike one. Is your furry friend not feeling well or in need of an annual checkup? Whatever the need, you can bring your pets to Montclair Animal Hospital, where their mission is to give each pet their full attention. One strike offering. Long fouls it back. No balls and two strikes. Long had a couple of hits and a walk yesterday in the series opener, two out of four. Two strike pitch. Long takes a curve down and outside. Jordan comes back. Long takes a fastball high. It's two and two. For Barrett, one of the issues this year has been walks. His walk rate has uh, just about doubled from a year ago when he was in the Toronto Blue Jays system. Partially because of that, he's had efficiency issues. Two and two pitch. Long swings at a curve and just ticked it to the backstop. That was a big problem for Chris Carden yesterday, not necessarily by any fault of his own. The Otters were fouling off one two-strike pitch after another, and he had to throw over 100 pitches just to get through four innings. And he had base runners against him, but not such an inordinate number that you'd expect him to be throwing 25-plus pitches per inning. Two and two delivery again. Long tried to hold up at a high fastball and did, according to our base umpire, Preston Chillers. Grizzlies infield was headed off toward the third base dugout. I didn't see, or hear for that matter, any significant displeasure from the Grizzlies dugout, but look from here like long offered. Nobody on, two out, no score home first. Three balls and two strikes. Barrett nods at Taylor's side, and the payoff pitch now. Long swings at a fastball, slashes it on the ground, but right at the second baseman, Buter, who scoops it and sidearm flips to first to retire long. One, two, three inning for Barrett. It did take him 17 pitches but a smooth zero on the scoreboard in the first. We head to the second. Nothing, nothing on the Grizzlies Media Network. Consider the cup holder. There's probably one feeling empty next to you right now. No refreshing Pepsi and no hope. Look at it. Really, really look. 
Are you looking? Just look at it, won't you? All across the country, cupholders just like yours are being abused, deprived of Pepsi, forgotten. Instead of a refreshing Pepsi, some of them are being filled with loose change or crumbled up drive-through receipts or is that a what of used chewing gum? <sighs> Clean your car. But what if you could help? Both of you or all of you, there's really no way for me to know how many of you are in your car. I hope there's not 10 of you. That would be really unsafe. Get a Pepsi and refresh a cup holder's life. Our cup holders and our thirsts are counting on it. In fact, I'm having a refreshing Pepsi right now. Ah, that is refreshing. <clears throat> Pepsi, refresh yourself. Refill your cup holder. One small change can do a lot of good. That's why U.S. Bank proudly invests in communities like yours. It's also why we're celebrating good deeds being done nationwide. Because the more good we see, the more we're inspired to do the same thing. So help us spread the goodness. Use the hashtag #CommunityPossible to share a story of one good thing you've done recently. Together, we'll turn one small change from all of us into one big impact in our community. U.S. Bank, the power of possible. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Now, back to the ballpark on the Grizzlies Media Network. Greg White leads off for the Grizzlies in the top of the second. Gateway nothing, Evansville nothing after one. Right-hander against right-hander, Brandon Sittinger winds and delivers. White swings and golfs a pop-up foul, first base side out of play. White will be followed by Zach Taylor and Gutter Buhner, the 6, 7, and 8 Grizzlies to bat. has construction shoes the best and never regret it. Sittinger throws, White swings and ticks one off of Calabrese's mask behind the plate. He seems to be just fine. No balls, two strikes. The Grizzlies had a single and a walk against Sittinger in the first. They were helped out by a Tanner Wietrich error at shortstop for the Otters. Then a double steal. That moved runners to second and third with two men out, but Sean Dunstan Jr. popped up. Two strike pitch. White ticks it foul. 244 average for Greg White across his first dozen games with the club. A home run and six battered in. Now the pitch. White takes a breaking ball in the dirt. One ball and two strikes. Sittinger comes back. White takes a fastball down and away. Two balls, two strikes. Open stance, back of the box, upright. There's the pitch. He takes down and in, a breaking ball. And the count goes full. Three balls, two strikes. Sittinger already up to 30 pitches with this next delivery. Here's his payoff on the way. White swings at a fastball and pops it up. Foul right side out of play. Remains three balls, two strikes. White will see an eighth pitch to start this inning. Nobody on, nobody out. Top of the second. 
Jordan Barrett retired the honors in order in the first. So the Grizzlies threatened uh, significantly greater in that opening inning, but couldn't get anything across. 3-2 pitch. White takes a fastball down and in. Not well received by Calabrese. That was probably a borderline pitch, and he made it look like a bad one because he did not catch it well. Second, Sittinger walk already, and White is aboard to lead off the second. So here's Zach Taylor, 249 hitter. A couple of home runs at 17, batted in. Right-hander against right-hander. Sittinger works on the first base out of the rubber. The pitch. Taylor takes, just low ball one. Zach's offense, pitch to him is fouled back one and one, has definitely taken a little bit of a hit as this year has gone on, and you can't really blame him for that. He's now played well over 100 games, counting his spring at Oregon State, and he's been able, uh, asked to catch almost every game for the Grizzlies since he signed in mid-June, which really doesn't seem that long ago, but that's more than two months now. Without the All-Star break, he might not have survived. One-on-one pitch is fouled back, one and two. Nobody was more desperate for it physically than Zach considering the Grizzlies gave him precisely zero time to acclimate himself to professional baseball. He was in the starting lineup the same night he joined the club, and he's pretty much been in the starting lineup and catching every game since, with a couple of exceptions. White at first, nobody out, no score in the second. One ball and two strikes on Taylor. Sittinger ready, and the pitch. Taylor takes, strike, called. And Tom Silvota didn't punch him out, but that's strike three, isn't it? It is. Tom Silvota, I guess, didn't know the count. Threw me off. But it's a third strikeout for Sittinger, the second of which that has been uh, looking. So Silvota just did his regular old point to the right and called a strike. Not realizing it was the third one. So one out, and here's Gunnar Buhner. Righty to righty again. Sittinger delivers. Buter takes inside ball one. Grizzlies only have three left-handed bats in the lineup tonight. They're the one, three, and five hitters. Owings, Woodcock, and Dunstan. Megs holds White at first. Middle infielders double played up for the Otters. 1-0 pitch. Buter golfs it foul right side out of play. It's a ball that a strike on Gunner, who brings in a 2-13 average, three homers and 15 batted in. Pitch. Buter checks his swing on a curve in the dirt. It was handled by Calabrese. White took off. The throw is high and White is safe. Suppose it'll be a wild pitch because White was not running before he saw that bounce in. White into scoring position, one out, no score in the second. 
Two balls and a strike on Buner. The pitch. Fastball taken low off of Calabrese's mid to the backstop, and White moves to third on what will probably be a pass ball. Although that move to second went as a stolen base, which is his first as a professional. Not really how I saw it, but he and the Grizzlies will take it. So that's a big 90 feet now to give away on, on the pass ball. It's three balls, one strike on Buner. Cletus Avery's on deck, but more than anything now, Buner can give the Grizzlies the lead with a productive out. The Otters infield is going to remain uh, back all the way around, even on the corners. White should be able to score on just about anything in play that's not smoked back to the mound or a corner infielder. Three and one pitch is a fastball line towards center field. Database hit. White comes in to score. An RBI single for Gunnar Buner, and the Grizzlies have a 1-0 lead in the second inning. We've talked about it at length the last couple of weeks when the Grizzlies have been playing Evansville. If the Otters score first, they win 80% of the time. If they allow the first run, they win just over 30% of the time. So that is a big, big deal. White scores. Buner has his 16th run batted in. He's hit in 11 of his last 13 games. And he's at first with one out for the number nine batter, Cletus Avery. Righty hitting DH. Pitch to him. It's a curve just off the inside for a ball. Sittinger now at 40 pitches, and he's recorded only four outs. Has not been his tendency since he joined the Otters. This is his sixth start, second against Gateway. The pitch. Avery tops it up third and foul. One ball and one strike. Fleet inning 253, four homers and 29 batted in. Sittinger out of Ashland University in Ohio. Strong Division II athletics programs, particularly a women's basketball powerhouse. One and one pitch. Avery swings and misses over a curve. It's one and two. Sittinger was a 17th round pick of the Detroit Tigers in 2016. Advanced to double-A Erie. One and two delivery. Avery takes a curve low, two balls, two strikes. And then signed with the Otters in July. Last four starts in a row have all been six innings. Nothing earned, nothing earned, one earned, and three earned. Four quality starts in a row. It's one nothing Grizzlies now, one out of the second. Buter at first, two and two pitch. Avery swings at a curve and fouls it off left side. By the way, a final score at UC Health Stadium down in Florence. The Freedom won at 9-7 over Joliet in the first game of a doubleheader. So in particular, if the Freedom win again, the pressure will really be on the Otters. If Florence were to lose the second game and the Otters lose this game to the Grizzlies, Evansville would still be a half game ahead atop the division. Two and two pitch. Avery takes, strike three call. Fastball over the outside of the knees. He thought it was low. And he and Tom Sloboda have some words after Avery is punched out this time. Swoboda did remember to call it strike three. That's the third strikeout looking in a row for Sittinger, fourth in total. Two gone for the ben leadoff man, Owings. Number 11, first baseman, Connor Owings. Owings struck out his first time to lead off the top of the first. It's now one nothing gateway in the second. Buter at first base, two down. See if Gunner's interested in running. Pitch to Owings. 
curve for a strike. So on the one hand, Connor has power, and Buner is probably in scoring position at first base with Owings more than he would be with most hitters. On the other hand, though, you'd love to get him into scoring position on strike pitch. Owings takes a fastball strike two, and Connor probably gets on base better than anybody else on the club, and the Grizzlies wouldn't mind having him leading off the third. I'd be surprised now with two strikes and two outs if Gutter doesn't think long and hard about taking off. He has a decent-sized lead. Sittinger sets, and the pitch, there he goes. Owings takes low, Calabrese's throw is low off the bag. It deflects off Buter's wrist. It is shallow left center field. He didn't see it at first, and so has to hold it second. It hit him on the left wrist, which he has taped already, it looks like, or some kind of guard on it. He seems to be just fine. He could have moved up to third had he immediately read where that ball deflected, but he was whipping his head around looking this way and that and could not locate it at first and then made the wise decision to hold at second base. That 90 feet between first and second was the territory he really wanted. That's his sixth steal on seven tries. It's one ball and two strikes now on Owings who could double the Grizzlies' lead with a base hit. Sittinger sets and the pitch. Cotter takes, strike three called around the outside, but it's a big strike out of the early going from our plate umpire Tom Swoboda, which is a big reason that Sittinger has five strikeouts, the last four of which have been looking. And he strikes out three in the second inning, but the Grizzlies score on one hit, a walk, a steal, a pass ball, a little bit of everything. And as we head to the bottom of the second, it's one nothing gateway on the Grizzlies media network. A Budweiser, a burger, and Thomas Rick. When you wake up in a different city every day, there's a comfort in being able to count on something familiar. And for me, that's a Budweiser and a burger. Los Angeles, Chicago, El Paso, big or small, loud or quiet, a Bud and a burger remind me who I am and to keep doing my thing. They take me back home. The best way to get my friends and family over to my house is to tell them that I'm about to grill some burgers and drink some Bud. Nothing fancy, nothing forced, no lights, no noise, no backstage pass required. That's a Budweiser and a burger. Cheers. This Bud's for you. Enjoy responsibly. Budweiser beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. GCS Credit Union offers Kasasa Cash Back, a free checking account that gives you cash back on all of your debit card purchases, not just on gas or groceries or restaurants. There are no points and no category restrictions, just pure cash back. You also get ATM fee refunds nationwide, and there is no minimum balance required to earn rewards. None of that, you must have $5,000 in the account to qualify business. Qualifications and rules apply. See financial institution for details. Member NCUA insured. This is Jason Siever, and you're listening to Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. started against the Otters. That one run was a, would have been enough. He deals to Elijah McNamee, who takes up and away for a ball. Barrett tossed seven scoreless innings a couple of Fridays back. 
in the first game the Grizzlies played at Bossy Field this year, and the only game Gateway has won this year in Evansville. But a pitch is swung out and missed, one and one. Seven scoreless for Barrett. He was backed up by Black for an inning, and Bramblett for one more. The Grizzlies won it 3-0 back on the 16th. One and one delivery. McNamee takes a knee-high strike two. And now a few Otters fans grumble about the strike zone. The Grizzlies were whining about it in the top of this inning. McNamee, righty batting, rookie right fielder, cleanup man with a 3.08 average, a homer and 16 batted in. Barrett's one and two offering. McNamee takes a fastball high, two balls, two strikes. McNamee will be followed by Taylor Lane and Rob Calabrese. After Barrett dispatch of the top three Otters in order with a strikeout, a couple of ground out to the first. Two and two deliver now. McNamee takes a change up the tails down and outside, and it's full three balls, two strikes. Grizzlies since have lost 9-6, 11-6, and 6-0 in this ballpark. Parrott shakes off one side from Taylor, now nods, and the payoff pitch. McNamee swings at a curve, lines one off the glove of the first baseman, Owings, and it trickles down the right field line of fair ball. McNamee staggers to a stop after a hard turn at first and holds with a leadoff single. First Otters base runner of the ball game on a McNamee single. Bruce is here with his cowbell. Taylor Lane, the DH. Batting fifth, the designated hitter, number 10, Taylor Lane. Lane has a 260 average, no home runs, and 18 RBIs. That's across 26 Otters games. He has hit the Grizzlies pretty well, particularly in Bossy Field. Yesterday, he had five productive plate appearances, only two official at bats. Lefty to righty, Barrett sets for the first time and delivers. Lane takes a strike of the outside edge. Lane singled twice, walked twice, then had a sack fly as last time. So he was two for two. Reached base four times and drove in a pair yesterday in the series opener, a 6 0 Otters win. Barrett ready and pitches. Lane takes up and away, one ball and one strike. The key for the Grizzlies, though, is to force the Otters to beat them with hits tonight. Evansville still in nine-plus offensive innings in this series does not have an extra base hit. Seven hits in those nine-plus innings, all single. And some of them very fortunate. What a one pitch. Lane swings and lashes a line drive to right. This is going to hang up, though, for Woodcock, who takes a step back and makes the catch. McNamee heads back to first base. What a way. That was a hard hit ball, but unfortunately for Lane, it sliced right back to Woodcock. And now Rob Calabrese gets his first plate appearance of the series. Otter's catcher. Batting sixth, and catching number 25, Rob Calabrese. Calabrese hitting 253, nine homers and 23 batted in. He has good power, nine homers, 21 extra base hits in 61 Otters games this year. Roddy Batter out of Illinois, Chicago, where he was collegiate teammates with Otters second baseman David Cronin. Barrett sets out the letters, throws to first, back to me as back standing up. 1-0 Grizzlies in the home half of the second. McNamee at first after a leadoff single, one man out. Owings holds him there. The middle infielders for Gateway are double played out. Barrett sets slightly on the first base side of the rubber. And the bench. Calabrese takes outside, ball one.
anyway, the key is to make the Otters beat the Grizzlies with hits because they haven't had to so far. Auto offering. Calories takes a slider low. Two balls, no strikes. Now that's to say they haven't had to so far in this series. Not necessarily they haven't had to so far tonight. They haven't done much of anything so far tonight. But yesterday, the Otters scored two runs on four hits, all singles in the first inning. Now, two of those hits were very fortunate. Happened to be the two that brought in run. Calabrese takes outside 3-0. After that, the Otters only had two more hits the entire game, and they both came in the third inning, but Evansville did not score. Otters scored in the second, in the fourth, in the seventh, and the eighth. One run apiece in those four innings, and they scored all four of them without a hit. That cannot happen for the Grizzlies this time. And it's partially a credit to the Otters. They use sacrifices effectively. 3-0 pitch. Calabrese takes up an away ball four. Both bunts and sack flies. But now two Otters on, one out. That is the first walk for Barrett tonight. But Grizzlies pitching in nine and a third innings in this series has walked 10 Otters and hit two. Here's Hunter Cullen. Center field, number one, Hunter Cullen. Cullen, the lefty batting center fielder, has a 260 average, eight homers and 32 RBIs. Grizzlies are anticipating the possibility of a bunt here. Greg White is in with his toes on the grass at third base. Now he takes a step back. He's even with a bag. Fair at the stretch of the pitch. Cullen swings and misses at a belt-high fastball. He showed no inclination to bunt. No balls, one strike. For all of Cullen's speed, bunting pair of runners to second and third and giving up the second out of the inning is not perhaps the wisest option at any time, especially giving up the power that Cullen has with those eight homers this year. one nothing Grizzlies in the second. Two outers on, one out. Parent throws. Cullen takes low. One ball, one strike. Swinging a ground ball up first, one ball, two strikes. It's a foul ball near the first base coaching box where Boots Day, Otter's assistant, is down there. Middle infielder still looking for a double play that would get Gateway out of this inning. Left-hander against left-hander. Barrett's one two pitch. Cullen is hit by a fastball that runs in and gets him on his right elbow. It hit him right on the protector, which is why it was so loud. And Drew probably more of a reaction than it really deserved in the end. But that's a walk and a hit batsman. Another base is loaded for the Otters, and it's the same old story again. The shortstop, number 29, Grizzlies pitching coach James Frisbee is in. And this is just... Does not feel good, does it? One hit that went off a Grizzlies glove. So relatively fortunate. Then a walk and a hit batsman. That's 10 walks, three hit batters, two errors, 
two wild pitches in nine and a third innings for the Grizzlies on the mound slash on defense. So the meeting is over, and Tanner Wietrich, rookie shortstop, former Iowa Hawkeye out of the righty batter's box, 264 average, no homer, seven batted in. Faces for the batters, one out, one at the gateway home second. Wietrich swings over a breaking ball below his knees and falls behind, no balls, one strike. Wietrich would be followed by Jack Meggs if the inning continues. Batter. Left hand hitting Otter's first baseman on deck. The pitch. Wietrich takes down it outside. One ball and one strike. And nothing else, too, already. Barrett is running into inefficiency issues. Same as Sittinger has for the Otters. Jordan up to 36 pitches, half strikes, half balls. One and one offering. Wietrich takes a curve, strike two of the inside. First baseman Owings plays inside the runner, Cullen. Middle infielders double played up. The outfield rather shallow. Jones is halfway at third. He could easily still come home. McNamee does not have laser speed at third base. And he has a short lead. Barrett's one-two pitch. Up and away, ball two. Unfortunate thing for Jordan that has been much less of an issue his last five or six starts, but was a big problem during the middle part of the year is that often when he misses, when he doesn't have his best stuff, his misses are big. And he doesn't draw many swings and misses on pitches outside the zone. Two and two delivery. Wietrich takes a changeup just off the outside. That was a good close miss, and Wietrich thought about it. Whereas the pitch before was a fastball, the good foot plus outside, and that's not going to entice many a professional hitter. Three balls, two strikes. Bases loaded, one out. One nothing gateway in the second. Barrett's payoff. Wietrich takes a curve outside, ball four. And we're tied up. Wietrich gets an RBI. McNamee scores on the walked-in run. Walk, hit batsman, walk. All in a row. No defense for that. Batting nine, the first baseman. So here's Banks, 225 batter, two home runs, and 25 RBIs. Lefty hitter brings good speed. As mentioned during our uh, U.S. Bank starting lineups back on the Budweiser pregame show, Banks has become uh, the primary first baseman for the Otters, although Dakota Phillips got the start yesterday. Neither one of them has done anything to seize the job. Pitch on the way. Meggs takes a fastball strike, and it opened up because past Frontier League All-Star Carlos Castro was released, even though he had an OPS close to 800, because he had an issue with uh, perpetual tardiness, as it was said by the Otters. He 
was just late too often. It wasn't bringing the professionalism that Otters manager Andy McCauley demands. He has a higher standard for that. One strike pitch is fouled back, nothing in two. As compared to a lot of uh, Frontier League managers, he's, his rules are a little bit more stringent. And Castro was released. So the Otters hoping, and so far it hasn't hurt them, but the Otters hoping that it doesn't hurt a club in contention for a division title. And on top of that, with the uh, eyes, of course, on a Frontier League championship, which would be Evansville's second in four years. Bases full of Otters, one out, 1-1 one, one tie now in the second. No balls, two strikes on Megs with the leadoff man Cronin waiting in the wings. Barrett into the stretch, he sets out the letters, and the pitch. Curveball taken just off the outside, one ball and two strikes. And the Grizzlies would like that to be called the ball with their value. Again, not that it matters a whole lot. They're giving up this many free base runners, it's tough to win. Eleven walks, three hit batters, and nine and a third innings in this series. One-two pitch. Fastball swung on and missed. Megs was late. Second strikeout for Barrett, two down in the second inning. All Grizzlies strikeouts brought to you by Julie, the Illinois one call system. And here's David Cronin, who had the first of the two Barrett strikeouts. Back to the top, the order number two, the second baseman, David Cronin. batter Cronin against the Southpaw Barrett who's now to 44 pitches half strikes he deals Cronin takes a fastball down and away ball one Calabrese at third Cullen at second Wheatrich at first 1-1 one, one tie now in the second 1-0 pitch. Take it high. Two balls, no strikes on Cronin, who walks just about as often as he strikes out. He's a disciplined hitter. And although Barrett got him to strike out swinging back in the first, can't count on that to happen too often. Cronin certainly would take another walk. 2-0 pitch. Fastball for a strike just above the belt. Elijah McNamee had a leadoff single. The only hit of the inning for the Otters, he came in to score. Subsequent walk, hit batsman and walk. Bases full, two outs. Two balls, one strike on Cronin. Barrett ready, and he lets fly. Cronin takes up high. Three balls, one strike. the kind of start the Grizzlies wanted, but Barrett has to figure out a way to get out of this inning. Three and one pitch. 
Cronin swings at a fastball, lifts it down the right field line. Back goes Woodcock to his right. He slides. He makes the catch. Big time play by the rookie. He has been phenomenal the last couple of months. In particular, in August, he's taken his defense to a new level. Is on bases to a new level. He is doing everything for the Grizzlies these last few weeks. And he keeps this ball game tied. Otters leave the bases loaded. We head to the third. Gameway and Evansville nodded at one on the Grizzlies media network. One small change can do a lot of good. That's why U.S. Bank proudly invests in communities like yours. It's also why we're celebrating good deeds being done nationwide. Because the more good we see, the more we're inspired to do the same thing. So help us spread the goodness. Use the hashtag #CommunityPossible to share a story of one good thing you've done recently. Together, we'll turn one small change from all of us into one big impact in our community. U.S. Bank, the power of possible. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. The Grizzlies Baseball Academy at GCS Ballpark is where tomorrow's stars train today. We specialize in professional baseball instruction and offer group, semi-private, and private lessons taught by experienced instructors and the most realistic hitting experience you'll find, the ProBatter PX2. The ProBatter PX2 features a multi-pitch machine with synchronized video display to simulate live Major League quality pitching. To schedule your lesson, call 618-781-8170 or visit grizzliesbaseballacademy.com. That's 618-781-8170 or grizzliesbaseballacademy.com. Innovation is growing in the cornfields of America. Over the past 12 years, America's family corn farmers have produced the 12 largest corn crops in history, and they've done it with less fertilizer, fewer chemicals, and less land. Using groundbreaking technology and new management practices to grow food, feed, fuel, and fiber. In other words, America's family corn farmers continue to grow corn better than anyone else and better than ever before. Discover more at cornfarmerscoalition.org. A message from the Illinois Corn Checkoff. You're listening to Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. First pitch, Andrew Daniels swung on a miss, a high fastball, and he's behind the count, nothing and one. It's a one-one tie after two innings from historic Bossy Field at Evansville, Indiana. Nate Gatter back with you on the Grizzlies Media Network. Brandon Sittinger to Daniel, one strike pitch, fastball fouled off, right side out of play. Daniel had a single. Stole the base, eventually was fanned at third base back in the first inning. He'll be followed by Dustin Woodcock and Wesley Jones, the Grizzlies two, three, and four hitters. The pitch taken low, one ball, two strikes. Ground ball up third foul. Still one and two. Sittinger delivers. Daniel takes a curve low. Two balls, two strikes. Two pitch now. 
Daniel takes a curve low, and he's worked it full. Three balls, two strikes. The Grizzlies hitters, to their credit, have uh, scored in the second. They threaten in the first, and they're making Sittinger throw a lot of pitches. Here he comes, 3-2. Daniel takes outside, ball four. Second inning in a row that has started with a leadoff walk. Both pitchers having a tough time tonight. Sittinger has thrown 56 pitches now, and he's netted only Number six outs. Right fielder, Dustin Woodcock. to lefty, pitch to Dustin Woodcock is taken down and away for a ball. Woodcock walked, stole second, and was stranded there in the first inning. The pitch, taken low, two balls, no strikes. Wesley Jones waiting on deck. Two balls, one strike. Now the pitch. Woodcock takes. Fastball strike on the outside of the knees. And that's the kind of call that it seems like the Grizzlies are not getting on the other side. Fouls it off, left side out of play. Daniel at first, nobody out, 1 1 tie, third inning. Andrew already has a steal tonight, six of eight of the base pads this year. Two and two pitch. Woodcock takes strike three, call, fastball over the inner third. And Dustin down looking. That is six strikeouts for Sittinger. The last five in a row have been looking. And I think it's just a matter of time until the Grizzlies start to lose their cool offensively because one after another has had something Number in his hand or his breath to Tom Kovoba. Pitch to Wesley Jones. Curveball top toward third and foul. Sittinger ready, sets above the belt, and delivers. Jones takes a fastball outside, one ball and one strike. He struck out, looking in the first inning. The second for Sittinger, the first of his five in a row that have been backwards case. 1-1 one, one tie in the third. Daniel at first, middle infielders double played up for the Otters. Here's the pitch. Jones swings and misses. He had three hits yesterday. Pushed his average up to 340 across his first 14 games with Gateway.
pitch. Daniel runs. Jones pops it up down the right field line at a foul ground deep at the corner, and it goes out of play. So Jones, or uh, Daniel rather, seems to be in a running mood. Sean Dunstan Jr. on deck. Sittinger ready, a one and two pitch again to Jones on the way. Daniel stays home and Jones fouls a high pitch back. Daniel has a good lead, but nothing that big. He's leading a little bit. Throw to first, and he's back. That was a high pickoff throw. Jack Banks had to come up in the air a little bit toward the home plate side of first in order to catch it. Anthony Ray, the, who is uh, the Grizzlies injured reserve outfielder who is coaching first base, was bailing out. The pitch. Swing on the ground ball. The short should be two. Got left by Wietrich. Flips to second one. Crone is really to first. Double play. The inning is over. Home third coming up next. One one-hour score on the Grizzlies Media Network. Budweiser, a burger, and Thomas Rhett. When you wake up in a different city every day, there's a comfort in being able to count on something familiar. And for me, that's a Budweiser and a burger. Los Angeles, Chicago, El Paso, big or small, loud or quiet, a Bud and a burger remind me who I am and to keep doing my thing. They take me back home. The best way to get my friends and family over to my house is to tell them that I'm about to grill some burgers and drink some Bud. Nothing fancy, nothing forced, no lights, no noise, no backstage pass required. That's a Budweiser and a burger. Cheers. This Bud's for you. Enjoy responsibly. Budweiser beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. At ServPro, no home is too big and no question is too small. So when fire or water damage strikes your home or business, call on the cleanup team. The insurance industry has trusted for more than 40 years at 1-800-ServPro and ServPro.com. That's where you'll find a team of specialists that's faster to any size disaster. So when the things matter most are on the line, make sure we are too by calling 1-800-ServPro or visiting ServPro.com. Helping make fire and water damage like it never happened happened. Franchises are independently owned and operated. This is Sean Denson Jr. and you are listening to Gateway Grizzly Baseball on the Grizzly Media Network. GCS Credit Union will turn your kids into Rockstar Savers. Just $5 open to save you account and all GCSU clubs are free. Visit mygcscu.com. That's mygcscu.com information. Gateway 1, Evansville 1 as the hometown Otters come to bat in the last half of the third. Keith Reeshaber, Ryan Long, Elijah McNamee, the 2-3-4 Otters scheduled against Jordan Barrett. Southpaw walked two men and hit another. Also allowed a single in the second inning when the Otters scored their first and only run tonight. And that's been the story of this series. Not to belabor it, but it's happening over and over again. Pitch to Reeshaber. Breaking ball fouled off his front foot of the box, and it sets him crumpling down into the dirt. He's back up quickly, but has to walk it off. 
The Otters have had 10 offensive innings in this series. They have seven runs on only seven hits. All seven of those hits are singles. How have they scored so many then? Well, they've been the grateful recipients of 11 walks. They've been plunked three times. Grizzlies pitchers have thrown a couple of wild ones. And the gateway defense has made two errors. That's 18 free bases in 10 innings. No balls, one strike. The pitch. Reese Haber swings and lifts a fly ball to medium deep center. Dunstan started back, then plants and comes in a few steps, makes the catch. So Reese Haber 0 for 2, grabbed out to third and a fly to center. Here's Ryan Long, who grabbed it out to second base his first time. Number seven, the third baseman, Ryan Long. Lefty to lefty, Barrett winds and throws. Long takes outside a ball. So far in this series, he is two out of five, a couple of singles, a walk, he scored a run. In that MVP race with Braxton Martinez, curve high, 2-0. Rascals, by the way, at our Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard lead 6-3 already at home in the third over Washington. Martinez, the pitch. Fastball taken for a strike, two and one. Martinez has a hit and has also walked. He scored two runs and driven into the pitch. Long is hit. A fastball come in, uh, comes in and gets him on that elbow guard again. Same story as Hunter Cullen getting plunked in the second. So Long on with one out. Second hit batsman of the night. And the fourth of the series. Here's Elijah McNamee. Martinez had a homer, by the way, in the first inning. So it's a MVP race on again, you might say. Number nine, the right fielder, Elijah McNamee. For Martinez, that's home run number 13 of the year, and it takes him to... 75 RBIs, two behind Ryan Long for the league lead. That is such a tight race. And again, I would say Martinez probably deserves to win it. Lefty to righty to McNamee. Taken down and away, ball one. 1-1 one, one tie in the third here. Long at first, one out. McNamee singled and scored, leading off the second his first time tonight. Would say that Martinez deserves to win it only because he has the much higher on base percentage. 1-0 pitch. Take it outside, ball two, and uh, his home run and RBI numbers are close enough. As for there to be not much difference, he's now one home run and two RBIs behind Long. Not that RBIs really should be brought too much into the equation anyway. Batting average or, uh, averages are very similar. 2 no pitch. McNamee swings and misses, strike one. Long does have the decided advantage there with batting average. But, again, that uh, batting average is wouldn't say irrelevant, but certainly pales in importance compared to on base percentage, where Martinez's advantage is massive. Two and one pitch. Up and away, ball three. 
But it would not surprise me at all to see Long add up as the MVP. I would be shocked if it's not one of those two. I would be surprised if there are even more than a handful of votes for anybody outside of those two. But you never know. Three and one pitch. McNamee takes high ball four. Otters have six base runners in two and a third innings tonight, just one hit. Two on, one out, one one tie in the third. James Frisbee, Grizzlies pitching coach, back out to the mound. Taylor Lane, who lined out his first time, will be due up next after the meeting breaks up. The Otters would like to welcome Amy and not so lonesome Jerry Walker to tonight's game. So Lane to bat now. And we can get a look at our Husky Trailways out of town score. Florence won 9-7 at home over Joliet. First game of a doubleheader. They're back underway down at UCL Stadium in Northern Kentucky in the first inning of game two. Southern Illinois leads 2-0, fifth inning over Lake Erie. Windy City up 1-0 in the second over Schaumburg. River City has extended the lead to 7-3 in the third at home over Washington. The pitch. Lane takes a curve up and away. Taylor sort of awkwardly brought that in. It's one ball and no strikes. The Miners have that two-run lead. If they hang on to win, then the Otters, no matter what they do, cannot clinch a playoff spot tonight, but have to wait until tomorrow. 1-0 pitch. Lane swings and misses 1-1. One and one. Evansville's magic number is at two coming into play tonight, and to explain a magic number, in this case, it's to clinch the playoffs. So it is the number of results that have to go in their favor, essentially. Barrett steps off, but he balked, according to Tom Svoboda, our home plate umpire. He was drawn into a balk by Ryan Long, the runner at second. It was jumpy. Only the third balk called against the Grizzlies all year. Among the fewest in the Frontier League. Long to third, back to be the second, one out. Tied at one in the third, one ball and one strike on Lane. A couple of more free bases, huh? Grizzlies infield comes in. Barrett deals. Lane swings and misses in front of a change of one and two. Anyway, so essentially the Otters need two positive results, which means obviously a win for them or a loss for the team that currently occupies the spot, the, uh, the last or the best spot outside the playoffs, if that makes sense. Right now, that's Southern Illinois in fourth place. So a combination of Otters wins and Miners losses. Up and away, two and two, adding up to two. So tonight, it would have had to be a perfect combo. Evansville would have to win. Southern Illinois would have to lose in order for the Otters to clinch a playoff spot. They do have the champagne in the ballpark tonight. Otters threatening to take the lead. Second and third, one out in the third. Two balls and two strikes on lane, and time is called. Strike zone has been a struggle for Jordan tonight. 30 strikes, 34 balls out of his 64 pitches. 
He sets out the letters and steps on. Pitch. Swing and a foul tip. Merritt ready again. Another two and two offering. Lane ticked it back at a Taylor's mid strike three. Barrett has fan three, all swinging in two and two thirds innings. Two gone in the third now. All Grizzly strikeouts brought to you by Julie, the Illinois one call system. And here's Rob Calabrese. Calabrese walked his first time. Lane, by the way, now over two. It's long at third, McNamee at second, two outs in the home third. One one tie. Game two of a three game series in Evansville. Bear at the stretch of the pitch. Calabrese takes a changeup outside, ball one. So I'm going to pop up foul. One ball, one strike. Overhead foul ball brought to you by Heads Construction. She was the best to never regret it. Barrett has his sign straight in center of the rubber. Takes a breath and delivers. Calabrese takes way outside, ball two. Another laborious inning for Jordan. Up to 68 pitches, two and one delivery. Calabrese swings and misses. Lunged out at a changeup, down and away. And it's two and two. He has not really been hit much at all. Just one hit, a single for the Otters. Merritt has watched three and plunked two. And he has made it hard on himself. Lots and lots and lots and lots of work to get through three innings. The pitch. Calabrese takes up and away, and I think Barrett might have crossed up Taylor. He did. Oh, man. Three balls, two strikes, just to make it even worse. Taylor almost stood up on a curveball and just wore that right to the chest or torso. Luckily, he was able to recover and catch it. But this has just not been good enough tonight. It's not been good in this entire series. It's been bad, 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 bad baseball. And it's so jarring 
that the Grizzlies come out and play this terribly in this series, considering how well they've played. They had their best series of the year against River City. First sweep of 2019, outscored the Rascals 22 to five in three games. Second and third, two out, three, two pitch. Cavalry swings at a curve and grounds it up the third baseline. Fair ball into the corner. Long scores, McNamee scores. Calabrese heads to second base. The ball rattles around to the corner. Calabrese heads for third. The throw is cut off. Relay to the back. Calabrese is out. Close play at third base, but it'll go as a two-run double. And Calabrese is caught 7-6-5 at third. But it's a 3-1 Evansville lead as we head to the fourth on the Grizzlies Media Network. The Grizzlies Baseball Academy at GCS Ballpark is where tomorrow's stars train today. We specialize in professional baseball instruction and offer group, semi-private, and private lessons taught by experienced instructors and the most realistic hitting experience you'll find, the ProBatter PX2. The ProBatter PX2 features a multi-pitch machine with synchronized video display to simulate live Major League quality pitching. To schedule your lesson, call 618-781-8170 or visit grizzliesbaseballacademy.com. That's 618-781-8170 or grizzliesbaseballacademy.com. Innovation is growing in the cornfields of America. Over the past 12 years, America's family corn farmers have produced the 12 largest corn crops in history, and they've done it with less fertilizer, fewer chemicals, and less land. Using groundbreaking technology and new management practices to grow food, feed, fuel, and fiber. In other words, America's family corn farmers continue to grow corn better than anyone else and better than ever before. Discover more at cornfarmerscoalition.org. A message from the Illinois Corn Checkoff. GCS Credit Union offers Casasa Cash Back, a free checking account that gives you cash back on all of your debit card purchases, not just on gas or groceries or restaurants. There are no points and no category restrictions, just pure cash back. You also get ATM fee refunds nationwide, and there is no minimum balance required to earn rewards. None of that, you must have $5,000 in the account to qualify business. Qualifications and rules apply. See financial institution for details. Member NCUA insured. You're listening to Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. So the honors uh, score a pair in the bottom of the third. Grizzlies got out of it on a good relay from the left field corner. White to Daniel to Jones. 7-6-5, the scoreboard deal cut off. Calabrese still gets a double and a couple of RBIs. Long and McNamee score to give Evansville a 3-1 lead. Sean Dunstan Jr. will lead off in the top of the fourth with the Grizzlies now down a pair. Lefty batter against Otter's right-handed Brandon Sittinger. Harlan, the pitcher's duel we had between these two last time. Pitch in the way. Sittinger up and away for a ball. By these two, I don't mean the two clubs, I mean the two pitchers, Sittinger and Barrett, who allowed two runs, one earned combined through the first six innings a couple of Fridays back. Sean shows bunt, pulls back, takes low, 2-0. and In the end, Barrett went seven scoreless in that game. Sittinger allowed two runs, one earned over six. He has allowed one run on two hits so far tonight. Has not had his best stop. Two and 0 pitch. Dunstan takes low ball three. Sittinger has watched three men. He struck out six. He's walked the leadoff man in each of the last two innings. Greg White, Zach Taylor to follow Dunstan. Pitch of the way. Take it low ball four. So another Sittinger walk is fourth. And he's let off three innings in a row now with three passes. This time he does it against the league's leading base dealer, Sean Dunstan Jr., who has 35 swipes 
on 41 attempts. Left fielder, Griff White. Dunstan, by the way, had a pop-up his first time. So he's still officially 0 for 1. Greg White walked his first time. He had the first of the three leadoff walks in a row. His was in the second. He stole the bag, moved to third on a pass ball, and scored. Only Grizzlies run so far tonight. Sittinger going to have to throw pitch number 73 now with nobody out in the fourth inning. He has to go back to the stretch. Dunstead at first. Banks holds him on, shot out to a big lead. Sittinger sets and deals. White takes a knee-high strike. And time called by Calabrese. Calabrese back behind the plate, gives his side to Sittinger. The stretch, the pitch. White fouls a high fastball back, and it's no balls, two strikes. Five, six, and seven hitters here in the fourth inning for the Grizzlies. A little bit surprised Dunson hasn't been moving already. Looks like he's settling in to go here. 0-2 pitch. Nope. Breaking ball. Corked in the air to shallow right center. Cullen gallops to his left and makes the catch. Dunstan back to first one out. And Zach Taylor comes out for the Grizzlies down 3-1 to the fourth. Number 10, catcher Zach Taylor. On the Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard, Southern Illinois has stretched its home lead to 4-0 over Lake Erie. So... It looks as though the Otters will not be able to clinch tonight, but that would give them a chance if they do win tonight to clinch a playoff spot tomorrow. And remember, Florence already won tonight. The Freedom in the second inning of a scoreless game. Game two of a doubleheader at home against Joliet. Taylor takes high ball one. He is 0 for 1 with a strikeout looking. And if the Freedom were to win that second game as well, the Otters would need a win in this game in order to hold out a first place in the West. Auto pitch, Sean runs, pitches a called strike, Calabrese's throw, a good one, and Dunstan is out. Wow, I don't know where the pop time was on that one from Calabrese, but he unloaded that ball in a hurry. And Sean has been caught stealing twice in a row now. He's 35 out of 42. Two to four, the official scoring on the caught stealing. Two down, nobody out of the fourth inning. Evansville three, gateway one. Sittinger's one and one offering. Taylor swings and slices it off the right side foul. There still has uh, not been a true one, two, three inning for Sittinger. This could be a de facto one, two, three inning in which he'd only face three batters. The only one, two, three inning of the game for either pitcher came in the bottom of the first when Jordan Barrett dispatched to the outers in order. He has since faced seven hitters in the second and five in the third. One ball, two strikes on Taylor. Here it is. Zach swings and misses at a curve in the dirt. It gets away a bit from Calabrese, but Taylor gives himself up, and it's a strikeout, the seventh for Sittinger. Inning is over. We head to the home half of the fourth. 3-1 Evansville on the Grizzlies Media Network. 
Every time you grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Pepsi, you'll find a Pepsi emoji on the side of the bottle. A little design that expresses something fun and unique. Pepsi has literally hundreds of different ones. So while the Pepsi delivers this, the Pepsi emoji delivers this. Put a Pepsi and tell the world how you feel and what you love with Pepsi emojis because every Pepsi emoji says something a little different about you. Whether you're a big sports fan, you're into the arts, love summer fun, music concerts, or just walking your dog, Pepsi has you covered with a Pepsi emoji that says it just the right way. <laughs> Pepsi emojis say it with Pepsi. Meg Megan, that's my neighbor on her patio, which is OMG, stop. right next to mine. I want to buy a home, but I want something specific, quiet, plus outdoor space to relax. I'm using the U.S. Bank loan portal for my mortgage because I can check in on the process from anywhere, which makes it that much simpler and more convenient to buy. Your home, your mortgage, your way. Go to usbank.com to learn more. U.S. Bank, the power of possible. Loan approval subject to credit approval and program guidelines. Interest rates and program terms subject to change without notice. Mortgage and deposit products offered by U.S. Bank National Association. Equal housing lender member FDIC. This is Brent Sakurai, and you're listening to the Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. Five innings tonight. Chris Carden could only muster four yesterday. The pitch. Helen fouls a fastball bat. Give me tough finishing out a season. For everybody. One strike offering. Helen takes any high strike two. Of course, it's uh, that even more difficult when that season has uh, long been over in terms of any kinds of playoff consequence to ball games. Grizzlies have been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs for a few weeks. Oh, a two pitch. Helen takes down and away one and two, at least a couple of weeks. And uh, essentially eliminated beyond any reasonable chance for That takes a toll. It's emotional and psychological in addition to the physical toll. Swinging a fly ball left field toward the foul line. White to his right. He has some room in fair territory. Makes the backhand catch of the move. And Cullen retired. He's now 0 for 1 after it's hit by pitch back in a second. And it brings up Tanner Wietrich who had a walk and an RBI to tie the game in the second. It's now 3-1 Evansville in the 
Trich against the Southpaw Barrett out of the windup. He kicks and brings it home. Wietrich swings and misses at a well-time fastball. Nothing at one. Bases empty, one out. Three one otters last to the fourth. Then, although there are a lot of new Grizzlies this year, one strike pitch, up high, one and one. Only four players returned from the end of last year to uh, opening day on this season's roster, although all four of them were on the opening day roster last year as well and have made it just about to the end now of 2019. One and one pitch. Wietrich fouls it off of Taylor's mask so to the max time. So in addition to the $2 hot dogs and the $10 Weenie Wednesday t-shirts at the gift shop, we have 25th anniversary hats for $10. Get them while they last. $10 hats. Go with your Weenie Wednesday $10 t-shirt. One ball, two strikes on Wietrich. Into the knees, straightaway stance, right side. Pitch to him, swung and a miss. He lunged after a changeup that tailed well low and outside and chased it for strike three. Barrett is Cade four, all swinging, brought to you by Julie. The Illinois one-call system. Playing safe this season, call Julie before you dig. Simply dial 811. It's smart, it's free, it's the law. Here's Jack May. The first baseman, Jack Mays. Lefty batting first baseman, struck out his first time, the second of four now for Barrett. Two down, nobody on. Two hits for both teams, and Evansville has made the game's only error. Yeah, the Grizzlies trail 3-1 in game two of this three-game series. 6-20, 6-35, our times again tomorrow, Central. 6-20 for the Budweiser pregame show, 6-35 for first pitch. Here it comes to Megs. He shows bunt, pulls back, takes a curve for a strike. Ian Kahaloa will go for gateway. Matt Quintana for Evansville, a couple of right-handers. Kahaloa, 3-6, and six, a 4.28 earned on average. Quintana for the year, counting his time with Joliet, 7-3. He has a 3.15. No balls, one strike on Megs. The pitch. So we're going to miss it. A curved out and outside, not close. No, no balls, two strikes. Anyway, although the Grizzlies only have uh, four returning players this year, not only does the season wear, and the season wears even more when you are out of the race, season wears even more than that when you're out of the race multiple seasons in a row. This will be the Grizzlies' fourth straight season in last place in the West, third in a row. One two pitch is a curve strike three call over the outside. That's five Ks for Barrett, including two in this one two three inning. Potentially could be the Grizzlies third in a row, the worst record in the league. So these kind of nights can wear, but uh, Barrett does well to show some mental toughness and bounce back with a couple of strikeouts in the fourth. We head to the fifth, three one Evansville on the Grizzlies media network. GCS Credit Union offers Casasa Cash Back, a free checking account that gives you cash back on all of your debit card purchases, not just on gas or groceries or restaurants. There are no points and no category restrictions, just pure cash back. You also get ATM fee refunds nationwide, and there is no minimum balance required to earn rewards. None of that, you must have $5,000 in the account to qualify business. Qualifications and rules apply. See financial institution for details. Member NCUA insured. The National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum in Cooperstown is the place where baseball legends live forever. It's where the exciting moments of today stand along the iconic tales of the past. With new exhibits and artifacts telling incredible stories, the Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum is a must-see destination for fans of all ages. Baseball in Cooperstown. Oh, my. 
Plan your visit today. Check out BaseballHall.org. Innovation is growing in the cornfields of America, and it's making a huge difference in America's balance of trade. One-third of the world's corn exports come from the United States. In fact, America's corn farmers exported $6.4 billion worth of corn last year, one of the few U.S. products with a trade surplus. So when America's family corn farmers bring in their golden crop each year, they're also doing their part to put our nation in the black. Discover more at cornfarmerscoalition.org. A message from the Illinois Corn Checkoff. Now back to the ballpark on the Grizzlies Media Network. Gunnar Buner leads off with the Grizzlies in the fifth, trailing Evansville 3-1 after four innings at Bossy Field. Right-hander to right-hander, Brandon Sittinger deals. Buner swings and pops it up, shallow right toward the foul line. Might get into foul territory. First baseman makes his back for it and in the end makes an awkward basket catch below his belt. Seemed like he had it sized up and had come to a stop, but instead of trying to catch it above his cap or, or really get under it at all, he dropped his glove and caught it basket style. With well, his palm up toward the sky and below his belt. So Buner on one pitch is now one for two, and Cletus Avery, the number nine hitter, will bat. Righty batting DH. Struck out looking his last time, the fourth of seven Ks for Sittinger tonight, five of which have been looking. Right-hander against right-hander, here it is. Avery swings at a high fastball and misses. Pitch. Lee takes low. One ball, one strike on the Georgia native. But his college balls, we've talked about it. Presbyterian College in South Carolina. Small school. Said even though it was small, he really liked it. Didn't even have lights at their field, he said. One and one pitch. Swing so and a foul off to the right. One and two. Had to play all day games. I said, well, you know, at least in April and May, probably not too hot yet. And he said, oh, no, it's hot. It's hot. And I asked him about the blue hose as well. Blue hose, H-O-S-E, the Presbyterian mascot. Said it's got of an old school. One of two pitches, a fly ball lifted to center field. Cullen goes back a little bit farther, makes the catch. Two down. That, uh, it's an old Scottish thing, I think he said. Is it the, the mascot wears a kilt and the, the blue leader hose it? Back to the top order, number 11, first baseman, Connor Owings. One of the smallest schools in Division I, Presbyterian. Avery enjoyed a, a good career there and finally healthy and, uh, and getting to play his first year in the Frontier League in 2019. Two down, nobody on fifth inning. Grizzlies trail Evansville three to one. Here's the top of the order. Lefty batter Connor Rowings. He takes low for a ball. Tough start to his series. He's 0 for 6, and he struck out in three at-bats in a row, both tonight and going back to his final at-bat yesterday in the opener. He really did not like the call that punched him out back in the second inning. His most recent at-bat. He takes a fastball for a strike on the outside of the knees. He thought that was too far outside, maybe too far low. He's shaking his head, one and one. No 
was a time when Grizzlies pitching coach James Frisbee would have been wearing out Tom Swobodar played umpire. I think he's mellowed out a bit late in the year. So I got a foul from Owings off to the left side. But this, to my eye, has not been a good strike zone, especially unfair to left-handed Grizzlies batters. Owings and Woodcock have both borne the brunt of it. Daniel on deck, Woodcock in the hole with two out and nobody on. A ball and two strikes on Owings. Sittinger ready and fires. Owings swings and pops it foul left side out of play. Surprised I didn't notice this right away when the inning began, but Sittinger is uh, working out of the stretch in this inning. Even with nobody on base, evidently that's his adjustment to try to throw more strikes. His inability to keep the ball in the zone has cost him a lot of pitches tonight. His next one will be 89. And Owings swings and lifts it up the left field line, going toward foul territory. Greasehaber on the run is out of room into the Grizzlies' bullpen, and it's out of play. Still the ball in two strikes. Swing and a pop-up. Left side, foul. No, it's going to stay in fair territory. Greasehaber over, makes the catch. Either way, enough room for him to make the grab and retire the Grizzlies in order. Halfway home, last of the fifth next, 3-1 Evansville on the Grizzlies Media Network. Budweiser presents an important message about friendship. You and me, we were made for love. A lifetime is not long enough to show you what you mean to me. Budweiser knows your friends are counting on you. So, we want you to remember to make a plan to make it home every time you go out. Do whatever it takes to get home safely. Call a friend, arrange for a cab, or designate a driver. Because friends are waiting. Hey, I'm sorry. I decided I shouldn't drive home last night. I stayed at Dave's. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> this message is brought to you by your friends at Budweiser. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Innovation is growing in the cornfields of America. Family corn farmers have planted more than 1.2 million miles of conservation buffer strips to protect the soil, improve water quality in lakes and streams, and create acres and acres of wildlife habitat. So corn farmers aren't planting just corn. They're planting the seeds for future generations to enjoy what Mother Nature has created for all of us. Discover more at cornfarmerscoalition.org. A message from the Illinois Corn Checkoff. This is Jeff Manzo, and you're listening to Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network.
will be followed by Greasehaber and Long. Conan has struck out and lined out hard to right field. That left the bases loaded in the second. Barrett delivers. Conan shows bunt, drags it to the first base side. Owings comes in to get it, flips to Barrett as he's running by him toward first, but Barrett couldn't haul it in, and Conan would have beat the play anyway. It's going to be about single. Only the uh, third Otter's hit. Here's Grease Saber. He's grounded out and flat out. Number five, the left fielder Keith Grease Saber. Lefty to righty. Barrett sets it at the letters in the pitch. Take it low. One ball, no strikes. Throw to first. And Conan is back. He has 20 steals on 27 attempts this year. He swiped one yesterday. pitch. Swing and a miss. Greasehaber trying to unload. He did hit his second home run of the year against the Grizzlies. Last time Gateway was here, just a week and a half ago. He crushed it out to left. Swing and a foul back. It's one and two. Overhead foul ball brought to you by Heads Construction. Choose the best and never regret it. Saber bats from a close stance. I think he's the only player in the entire league who does that. What a two-pitch. Taken just outside a changeup, barely missed. Two balls, two strikes. Meaning that uh, Greasehaber, it's not drastic, but his left foot, which is closer to Barrett as a right-handed hitter, is also a little bit closer to the plate, maybe three or four inches. The toe of his right foot is about even with the instep of his left foot. He waggles the bat. Pitch to him is a changeup high and tight. Three balls, two strikes. Nobody out, Cronin at first. 3-1 Evansville in the last of the fifth. Barrett straightens. He takes a breath and the payoff pitch. Greasehaber takes, strike three call. Fastball over the outside of the knees. Greasehaber didn't like it at all. The Evansville crowd does it. Surprisingly, Otters fans haven't had a problem when those calls go against the Grizzlies, but it's good to see them evening out. Six strikeouts for Barrett, brought to you by Julie, Illinois one-call system. Here's Ryan Long. Number seven, the third baseman, Ryan Long. Lefty against lefty. The pitch. 
Long grounds it towards short, should be two. Daniel has it, flips the Buter at second for one, relay to first is low, dug out of the back end of a short hop by Owings for a double play. All Grizzlies double plays brought to you by Casino Queen, the official hotel of the Grizzlies, where loose means more. Lead off single, but it's cleared off by a double play. We head to the sixth, 3-1 Evansville, the Grizzlies media network. Consider the cup holder. There's probably one feeling empty next to you right now. No refreshing Pepsi and no hope. Look at it. Really, really look. Are you looking? Just look at it, won't you? All across the country, cup holders just like yours are being abused, deprived of Pepsi, forgotten. Instead of a refreshing Pepsi, some of them are being filled with loose change or crumbled up drive-through receipts or is that a what of used chewing gum? <sighs> Clean your car. But what if you could help? Both of you or all of you, there's really no way for me to know how many of you are in your car. I hope there's not 10 of you. That would be really unsafe. Get a Pepsi and refresh a cup holder's life. Our cup holders and our thirsts are counting on it. In fact, I'm having a refreshing Pepsi right now. Ah, that is refreshing. <clears throat> Pepsi, refresh yourself. Refill your cup holder. One small change can do a lot of good. That's why U.S. Bank proudly invests in communities like yours. It's also why we're celebrating good deeds being done nationwide. Because the more good we see, the more we're inspired to do the same thing. So help us spread the goodness. Use the hashtag #CommunityPossible to share a story of one good thing you've done recently. Together, we'll turn one small change from all of us into one big impact in our community. U.S. Bank, the power of possible. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Now, back to the ballpark on the Grizzlies Media Network. Andrew Daniel will be the first Grizzly to hit at the top of the six, trailing Evansville 3-1. Daniel has singled and walked so far tonight. Sittinger deals. Daniel tanks a curve low ball one. He'll be followed by Dustin Woodcock and Wesley Jones, the Grizzlies' two, three, and four hitters. Andrew also has a steal to go with his strong performance thus far tonight. He's had a great series. Auto pitch. Fastball, though, 2-0. He is 3 out of 4 with a double and 2 walks. Reach base 5 times in 6 plate appearances this week in Evansville. The pitch. Routed toward the left side. The third baseman long cuts it off in the hole and throws to first to retire Daniel. So 1-up, one 1-down one in the 6th. Hittinger has retired a half dozen Grizzlies in a row, and it brings up Dustin Woodcock. Number 26, right fielder Dustin Woodcock. Woodcock has walked and struck out. He also stole the base back of the first. Pitch to him is a curve that bounces at the dirt ball line. Dustin swings and misses on a letter high heater. It's one ball, one strike. He's still sitting in a tie for with the uh, since retired Luke Lowry. 12 homers for the team lead. Luke left the club last weekend. And down to Florida, pursue the next opportunity. Up by two and one. 
So it seems likely with uh, four games left even after tonight, not to mention half of this one to go, that uh, Woodcock will end up as the team's leader in home runs if he can find at least one more blast. Two and one pitch. Dustin takes a strike on the outside edge, two and two. One out, nobody on. Three one otters in the top of the sixth. The pitch. Woodcock takes high and it's full. Three balls and two strikes. Wesley Jones, the cleanup man on deck. Here's the pitch. Woodcock takes high and outside, ball four. So Sittinger had managed to avoid a walk for those six Grizzlies in a row retired, but he's now issued five free passes. That's been the kind of sloppily pitched games at times. Number it's been Third baseman, Wesley Jones. Barrett has watched three and hit two. Sittinger has watched five, although They've come up with big outs when they needed them. Jordan has six strikeouts. Sittinger has seven. Right-hander to right-hander. He sets and delivers. Jones takes high ball one. Wesley has struck out and grounded into a double play. He does not yet have a home run with the Grizzlies. Sean Dungeon Jr. though has eight and he's on deck. Woodcock at first, one out, six inning. Gateway down a pair. Sittinger deals. Jones swings at a curve, lines it into center. Cullen comes in, it drops in front of him, a base hit. Two Grizzlies on with one out. Woodcock up to second on the Jones single. And now Gateway has the potential tying run at first. Sean Dunstan Jr. comes up as the potential go-ahead run. Number 12, center fielder, Sean Dunstan Jr. Dunstan, the left-hand batter, open stance, back of the box. Chokes up slightly at the bat over his shoulder. Pitches a fastball, taken just low, ball one. Sean thus far has popped up at foul ground to the third baseman long. He has also walked and been caught trying to steal on a great throw by Rob Calabrese, the Otters catcher. Great release, good footwork, everything was working for him. He got rid of the ball in a hurry, and the throw was right on the bag. It had to be perfect. What a pitch, taken for a strike. Everything had to be perfect. He had to receive the ball perfectly. He had to work his feet perfectly, transfer it, throw it, all of it. Throw was right where it had to be in order to get Dunstan. Right-hander has started to throw in the Otters' bullpen. It's Drew Beyer again who pitched yesterday. He's the only Otters reliever who's pitched in this series, but he's the first man up tonight. Swing and a miss. Dunstan chased way outside, one and two. stretch. Sittinger's a 1-2 offering. Dunstan swings and misses. Off-speed pitch low, and he did not get it. Strikeout for Sittinger, his eighth. And there are two down to the sixth. Sittinger is now up to 104 pitches, and Greg White will bat for the Grizzlies. Two on, two out, a two-run game of the sixth. Anyway, trying to erase this deficit, or at least cut farther into it. White is one for two, a flyout at a walk. The walk came back leading off the second. He stole the bag, moved to third on the pass ball, and scored the only Grizzlies run tonight. 
Right-hander against right-hander. The pitch. White takes a curve, low ball one. Woodcock at second, Jones at first, Walk at a single, respectively, both with one out. Sittinger, over 100 pitches now, trying to finish this inning. White swings and pops it up, foul ground first base side, makes to his left, he has room, backpedals a bit farther and makes the catch to retire the side. No runs, one hit, two left. Home sixth is next, 3-1 Evansville on the Grizzlies Media Network. A Budweiser, a burger, and Thomas Red. When you wake up in a different city every day, there's a comfort in being able to count on something familiar. And for me, that's a Budweiser and a burger. Los Angeles, Chicago, El Paso, big or small, loud or quiet, a Bud and a burger remind me who I am and to keep doing my thing. They take me back home. The best way to get my friends and family over to my house is to tell them that I'm about to grill some burgers and drink some Bud. Nothing fancy, nothing forced, no lights, no noise, no backstage pass required. That's a Budweiser and a burger. Cheers. This Bud's for you. Enjoy responsible. Budweiser beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. GCS Credit Union offers Casasa Cash Back, a free checking account that gives you cash back on all of your debit card purchases, not just on gas or groceries or restaurants. There are no points and no category restrictions, just pure cash back. You also get ATM fee refunds nationwide, and there is no minimum balance required to earn rewards. None of that, you must have $5,000 in the account to qualify business. Qualifications and rules apply. See financial institution for details. Member NCUA insured. This is Jason Siever, and you're listening to Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. been kind of a, a rocky evening for him. The Otters have just three hits against him. Lefty to righty, pitch in the way. Back to me, swings and misses at a changeup strike one. In fact, if not for Calabrese, the catcher, the only other man who's reached base twice against Barrett, if not for his two-out double, there's a ball, one and one, in the third inning that brought in a couple of runs, this game would still be tied at one despite a lot of the self-inflicted Barrett damage. One and one pitch. Change up for ball two, just high. As it is, Barrett still could finish this inning and pick up a quality start his third in a row to finish his 2019 with Gateway. 
Two and one pitch. McNamee takes high ball three. Sittinger likely finished. Six innings, just one run, although a rocky night for him as well with five walk. Drew Beyer still loosening in the Otters' bullpen. Nobody on, nobody out. Home six, 3-1 Evansville. Three and one pitch. McNamee takes up at a away ball four. Second walk, McNamee has been issued. Barrett now has walked four. He's hit two. And the leadoff man on again for the Otters with Taylor Lane coming up. Hitter against right hitter. Barrett sets out the letters. Now the pitch. Lane swings and misses at a well time fastball for a strike. Jordan is up to 97 pitches. And although there is some stretching, there has not been anybody throwing in the Grizzlies bullpen that I've noticed all night. And the stretching is only coming from Jeff Bramblett, who does this around this time pretty much every game. He's not getting ready to come in imminently. Breaking ball strike two on Lane, who has lined out and struck out. Owings holds McNamee at first. Middle infielders double play now. Turn to twin killing to get out of the fifth. Two strike pitch. Lane takes up and away for a ball. It's 3-1 Otters now in the sixth. Now the pitch. Swing and a miss. Lane went after a changeup up and away that just kind of kept slowing down and drifting and slowing down and drifting. Couldn't resist it. Seventh strikeout for Barrett. One away in the sixth. All Grizzly strikeouts brought to you by Julie. The Illinois one-call system. Here's Rob Calabrese. The other otter. Barrett has not retired tonight. Walk and a double. Two RBIs. Number 25, the catcher, Rob Calabrese. One out, McNamee still at first. Barrett into the stretch and pitch a 101 on the way. Calabrese takes just outside ball one. Now the pitch. Take it high, two and out. Pitch. Calabrese takes a change of low. Three balls, no strikes. And this has been the issue all series. Hotter's really not hitting all that hard or all that well against any Grizzlies pitchers, in particular Barrett. The whole series. Here's the pitch. McNamee runs on 3-0. It's a call strike. Throw to second. He is safe. Still a suspect decision to send a runner, that's only his third steal on five attempts this year on a 3-0 pitch. I don't know why you do that, but it's 3-1 on Calabrese. 
the pitch. Calabrese fouls it back. It's full. Three balls, two strikes. But for the whole series now, 13 and one-third offensive innings for the Otters. They have only nine hits. One for extra bases, that double from Calabrese in the third. Not bad, but they've turned the nine hits into nine runs. Outscored the Grizzlies nine to one. Payoff pitch. Calabrese takes outside ball four. And you just can't win giving away this many free bases. Five walks, two hit batsmen for Marin in five and a third inning. So it just doesn't take many hits to beat the Grizzlies right now because they're giving so much away. James Frisbee, Grizzlies pitching coach out of the third base dugout for a word. And Dakota Smith now has grabbed a baseball and started to throw in the gateway bullpen. It's not fun baseball to watch, but more than that, it's not winning baseball. And there's something especially frustrating about losing games when you give the opponent as much as the Grizzlies have the last couple of nights. The Otters really have done very, very little to beat the Grizzlies. What they have done has been their good pitching and their good defense. They have done very little offensively to win either of these games, yet they already have one win, and it looks like they're well on their way to a second. Meeting over, here's Hunter Cullen, who's been hit by a bench and fly to left. The center fielder, Hunter Cullen. McNamee at second, Calabrese at first. One out, home six, 3-1, Evansville is our score. Barrett at 106 pitches, 55 strikes. Lefty to lefty, here it is. Cullen takes a strike at the knees. Grizzlies got out of the fifth with a double play, trying to do the same now in the sixth. Baird ready, and he throws. Cullen swings at a fastball, lifts it powerfully, but a way foul down the right side. And it's 2 strike pitch from Barrett on the way. Cullen takes outside a ball. Barrett looks to second. Long look and time call. Another one-two pitch. Cullen fouls it off his foot.
find a way to put Otters away with two strikes. Barrett's been able to do that. Pitches a curve, and Cullen could not hold up. He swung and missed. Dipped below his knees in the end, but his bat had already gone well past halfway around. Eight strikeouts for Barrett, brought to you by Julie, Illinois one-call system. Here's Tanner Wietrich. And Phil Warren is out. That's going to be all for Barrett. Two on, two out. 3-1 Evansville in the sixth. Dakota Smith coming on back after this on the Grizzlies Media Network. One small change can do a lot of good. That's why U.S. Bank proudly invests in communities like yours. It's also why we're celebrating good deeds being done nationwide. Because the more good we see, the more we're inspired to do the same thing. So help us spread the goodness. Use the hashtag #CommunityPossible to share a story of one good thing you've done recently. Together, we'll turn one small change from all of us into one big impact in our community. U.S. Bank, the power of possible. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. The Grizzlies Baseball Academy at GCS Ballpark is where tomorrow's stars train today. We specialize in professional baseball instruction and offer group, semi-private, and private lessons taught by experienced instructors and the most realistic hitting experience you'll find, the ProBatter PX2. The ProBatter PX2 features a multi-pitch machine with synchronized video display to simulate live Major League quality pitching. To schedule your lesson, call 618-781-8170 or visit grizzliesbaseballacademy.com. That's 618-781-8170 or grizzliesbaseballacademy.com. Innovation is growing in the cornfields of America. Over the past 12 years, America's family corn farmers have produced the 12 largest corn crops in history, and they've done it with less fertilizer, fewer chemicals, and less land. Using groundbreaking technology and new management practices to grow food, feed, fuel, and fiber. In other words, America's family corn farmers continue to grow corn better than anyone else and better than ever before. Discover more at cornfarmerscoalition.org. A message from the Illinois Corn Checkoff. You're listening to Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. Dakota Smith escaped the Grizzlies bullpen. See if you can escape Twisted Key escape rooms. If you're looking for a fun collaborative activity with family, friends, or colleagues, head to Twisted Key escape rooms in Collinsville. That'll raise the challenge of a physical adventure game in which your team tries to escape the room with the help of clues and hints and puzzles. For information, visit twistedkeyescape.com. Five foot ten, 195 pound right header Smith, 26 years old from Leavenworth, Kansas. To face Tanner Wietrich. Here's the pitch. It's a fastball that runs in and hits him. One pitch and a hit batter. Back to me to third, Calabrese to second, Wietrich aboard. And again, the Grizzlies have loaded the bases and they have not required a hit from the Otters. 3 1 Evansville in the sixth. The Otters have three hits. But well, they've been walked five times and hit three times. That is incredible. Thirteen and two-thirds innings for the Grizzlies pitching staff on the mound of this series. Fourteen walks, five hit batsmen. The first baseman, Jack Banks. pitch. Swing and a pop-up from Jack Banks. Foul ground third base side. Jones sprinting over. Loses his hat. Running out of room. 
And it drops foul in the first row, I think. Jones was hurtling over there. That overhead foul ball brought to you by Heads Construction. Oh, yes. Choose the best. And never regret it. Smith, one and two, 3.6300 run average this year. It's his 44th appearance, all in relief. 47 innings, 50 strikeouts, 19 walks. 249 average against him. Bases loaded, two outs, 3 1 Evansville in the home sixth. Ready to lefty, one strike pitch. Meg swings and lifts a fly ball left field. Back goes White, still going toward the track, reaches up, makes the backhand catch, and goes hard into the fence. What a catch by the rookie White in deep left to strand the bases loaded and keep this a two-run Grizzlies deficit. Seventh inning next, Evansville 3, Gateway 1 on the Grizzlies Media Network. A Budweiser, a Burger, and Thomas Rudd. When you wake up in a different city every day, there's a comfort in being able to count on something familiar. And for me, that's a Budweiser and a Burger. Los Angeles, Chicago, El Paso, big or small, loud or quiet, a Bud and a Burger remind me who I am and to keep doing my thing. They take me back home. The best way to get my friends and family over to my house is to tell them that I'm about to grill some burgers and drink some Bud. Nothing fancy, nothing forced, no lights, no noise, no backstage pass required. That's a Budweiser and a burger. Cheers. This Bud's for you. Enjoy responsibly. Budweiser Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. At ServPro, no home is too big and no question is too small. So when fire or water damage strikes your home or business, call on the cleanup team. The insurance industry has trusted for more than 40 years at 1-800-SERVPRO and servpro.com. That's where you'll find a team of specialists that's faster to any size disaster. So when the things matter most are on the line, make sure we are too by calling 1-800-SERVPRO or visiting servpro.com. Helping make fire and water damage like it never happened happened. Franchises are independently owned and operated. This is Sean Denson Jr. and you are listening to Gateway Grizzly Baseball on the Grizzly Media Network. change for the Otters. We head to the seventh inning in Evansville. The hosts lead gateway three to one. And the Grizzlies have Zach Taylor, Gunnar Buter, and Cletus Avery. There six, seven, and eight hitters scheduled in this seventh inning against new Otters pitcher, six foot three, 215 pound right hander Drew Beyer, 23 years old from Sarasota, Florida. He is three and three with a 3.03 earned run average. It's his 25th appearance for the Otters hold out of their bullpen. Over 26 and two-thirds innings, he has struck out 29. He has walked in. League is sitting 250 against him. He replaces Brandon Sittinger, who went six innings, one run on three hits, eight strikeouts, five walks. He threw 106 pitches, 62 for strikes. Taylor has struck out twice, looking and swinging. 
Righty batting Grizzlies catcher will try to get something going in this seventh inning. Gateway left two out of the sixth, five total for the ball game. The Otters straight of the bases loaded in the sixth. They've left six in the game, twice the bases loaded, that's it. Here's the pitch. Taylor takes a curve of the belt for a strike. So Sittinger turns in a fifth quality start in a row, even if this one was not as smooth as his others. He started twice against the Grizzlies out of his first half dozen outings with the Otters, 12 innings to earn. One strike pitch. Taylor swings and misses, big cut on a fastball, nothing in two. Tomorrow, remember, 6.20 Central Time, Budweiser pregame show, 6.35 first pitch. Right-hander Ian Kahaloa for Gateway against right-hander Matt Quintana for Evansville in the finale of this three-game series. Two-strike pitch. Taylor takes up high for a ball. It will be the Grizzlies' final road game, the Otters' final regular season home game at Bossy Field. Gateway will be back home this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday against Washington. Bobblehead giveaways of Scott Rowland Friday. And Abe Lincoln Saturday, greatest night in baseball Sunday. One and two pitch. Taylor takes a fastball strike three called outside of the knees. Third time he has struck out tonight. That is the first for Byer, ninth for Otters pitching. One down to the seventh. Go to our Husky Trailways out of town scoreboard here in a moment with the gunner Buner next. He's one for two. RBI single and a steal. Popped up his last time. Number 19, second baseman, Gunnar Buner. Southern Illinois officially wrapped up a 5-0 win at home over Lake Erie, a game that took only two hours and five minutes. Meyer pitches. Buhner pops it up off his hands. Left side, close to the plate, foul ground. Calabrese back for it, tosses his mask, and has it pop out of his mid and fall for a strike. That's a would-be out, missed opportunity for the Otters. So Evansville cannot clinch a playoff berth tonight, but the Otters, if they hold on a win, would be able to clinch with a win or a Southern Illinois loss tomorrow. River City leads 7-5 of the seventh over Washington. Windy City up 3-0 of the sixth at home over Schaumburg. Florence up 4-0 at home in the fourth of game two over Joliet. So as it stands, two home teams have already won, and in the remaining four games, the home teams are leading all of them. Home teams trying to go 6-0 tonight, counting two wins for Florence. So as the scoreboard is now, the Otters would remain in first place a half game ahead of Florence, two ahead of River City, four ahead of Southern Illinois, and 18 ahead of the Grizzlies. One out, nobody on seventh inning, 3-1 Otters. Nothing and one the count. Meyer ready and the pitch. Buter shows bunt, pulls back, takes low. It's one ball, one strike. On the road, the Grizzlies trust Husky Trailways. You can too at huskybus.com. Meyer ready, one and one pitch. Gunner swings, smashes a line drive to left. In comes the left fielder, Chris Haber. Did he get it? No. On the dive, plate umpire Tom Swoboda says no catch. Buner is on with a single, and Andy McCauley is coming out. He has to get there before Greasehaber does, because Greasehaber's coming in and saying he caught it. It looked from here like he caught it. It was almost an impossible play. He had his fingers down toward the grass, which you almost never see. In that situation, it almost always ends up as a trap. It looked from here like Greasehaber got the fingers of his black glove under the ball. But the umpires say no, and Greasehaber is robbed. Uh, what would have been a base hit robbing catch from Gunnar Buhner. He's in almost to the end of the infield to yell. The umpires came together, though, and said it dropped. So Buhner has his second hit. Did look from here like a catch. 
That was a heck of a play by Greasy. Number one designated hitter. Wow, wow, wow. He got a really good break on that ball. It was low to begin with. You wouldn't see many left fielders even try for it. Probably wasn't the smartest play of Reese Avery's career to go for it, but I think he got there. But that brings up Avery still looking for his first Grizzlies home run. He settles into the righty box as the potential tying run. Meyer sets and throws. Alitas takes a curve for a strike with the outside of the knees. And if he were to unload and go deep, we might see Andy McCauley and maybe Keith Greasehaber as well tossed out of this game. And that a uh, Buner single ends up hurting Evansville. Avery is 0 for 2. The pitch. Lee takes a curve for a low strike, 0 and 2. He has been the victim of some of those, these curveballs that are dropping, it looks like, out of the zone by the end. So Boda's given him 0 and 2. Avery struck out looking and flying to center. Meyer stretches and delivers. Avery takes a curve in the dirt, one ball, two strikes. Buhner still at first. He had a steal back in the second inning, his sixth on seven attempts this year. Pitch. Buter runs. Avery takes. Strike three call. Throw to second is high. Gutter slides in head first. He's safe. So Buter has two steals tonight. He is seven of eight this year. Avery strikes out looking. Didn't like that call either. Swoboda's strike zone has been massive tonight. And not good. change coming now. Max Peterson out of the dugout. He's going to make a move. So Byer gets two outs and leads with the man at second and two down. Connor Owings coming up, so the honors will go to a left-hander. Back after this on the Grizzlies Media Network. The Grizzlies Baseball Academy at GCS Ballpark is where tomorrow's stars train today. We specialize in professional baseball instruction and offer group, semi-private, and private lessons taught by experienced instructors and the most realistic hitting experience you'll find, the ProBatter PX2. The ProBatter PX2 features a multi-pitch machine with synchronized video display to simulate live Major League quality pitching. To schedule your lesson, call 618-781-8170 or visit grizzliesbaseballacademy.com. That's 618-781-8170 or grizzliesbaseballacademy.com. Innovation is growing in the cornfields of America. Over the past 12 years, America's family corn farmers have produced the 12 largest corn crops in history, and they've done it with less fertilizer, fewer chemicals, and less land. Using groundbreaking technology and new management practices to grow food, feed, fuel, and fiber. In other words, America's family corn farmers continue to grow corn better than anyone else and better than ever before. Discover more at cornfarmerscoalition.org. A message from the Illinois Corn Checkoff. GCS Credit Union offers Casasa Cash Back, a free checking account that gives you cash back on all of your debit card purchases, not just on gas or groceries or restaurants. There are no points and no category restrictions, just pure cash back. You also get ATM fee refunds nationwide, and there is no minimum balance required to earn rewards. None of that, you must have $5,000 in the account to qualify business. Qualifications and rules apply. See financial institution for details. Member NCUA insured. 
You're listening to Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. New pitcher for the Otters is left-hander Cam Opp. He's in with Evansville up 3-1 in the top of the seventh inning. Two men out at Gunnar Buter at second base with Grizzlies leader man Connor Owings coming up. Connor's over three, a couple of strikeouts to fly out tonight. He's over seven, and he's fanned three times in the series. Up a five foot 10, 185 pound southpaw, 23 years old from Enterprise, Alabama, by way of West Point. He's four and two with a 2.95 earned run average. It's his 20th appearance all out of the bullpen for the Otters since he signed in July. 24 in the third innings, he struck out 33, walked eight. League is hitting 236 against him. And we remember from a couple of weekends ago, thanks to loyal listener Mike Gramblin, that Enterprise is in southeast Alabama. It's near Dothan. And that is Ops hometown. Buter at second, two outs, 3-1 Evansville in the seventh inning. Op takes over for Drew Beyer. For the moment, no runs, one hit. Two Ks, no walks, over two-thirds of an inning. He threw 11 pitches, eight strikes. The pitch. Owings takes a breaking ball, strike one of the outside. He and Tom Svoboda have consistently disagreed on exactly where the outside corner is or is not. Grizzlies have out-hit the Otters, just as they did last night when they lost 6-0. This time they're down 3-1 of the seventh. Offsets, third base out of the rubber at the belt. Here he comes. Owings swings over a curve low. No balls, two strikes. Buter had a single with one out and a steal. In between, Taylor has struck out looking to our, on either side. Taylor has struck out looking to start the inning. And Avery looking for the second out. Those are both against Byer. Ops two-strike pitch. Fastball, making a curve that bounces away from Calabrese off the dirt, and it moves Buter up to third. Wild pitch. Doesn't necessarily matter all that much for the moment. But does perhaps limit Ops' arsenal just a little bit now. He might want to go to another breaking ball in the dirt and might be slightly more hesitant to do so, knowing that another pitch that gets away Could bring in the Grizzlies' second run. Owings back into the box. Upright open stance left side. He waits on off to stretch, and they wanted two delivery. Owings checks his swing and takes just low. Breaking ball not far from the knees. Two balls, two strikes. Andrew Daniel on deck. He's had an excellent series at the plate. Owings needs to find a way on to extend the inning to Daniel. Buter at third, two outs. Three what Evansville in the seventh. Two and two pinch. Connor swings and misses. Frank three. No runs, one hit, a man left at third. Seventh inning stretch at Bossy Field, 3-1 Evansville, the Grizzlies Media Network. I'm Meg <laughs> Megan. That's my neighbor on her patio, which is OMG, stop. right next to mine. I want to buy a home, but I want something specific. Quiet plus outdoor space to relax. I'm using the U.S. Bank loan portal for my mortgage because I can check in on the process from anywhere, which makes it that much simpler and more convenient to buy. Your home, your mortgage, your way. Go to usbank.com to learn more. U.S. Bank, the power of possible. Loan approval subject to credit approval and program guidelines. Interest rates and program terms subject to change without notice. Mortgage and deposit products offered by U.S. Bank National Association. Equal housing lender member FDIC. 
This is Brent Sakurai, and you're listening to the Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. as we head to the bottom of the 7-3-1 is the Evansville lead. Hey, Counter back with you on the Grizzlies Media Network on this Wednesday evening. Again, the Grizzlies will finish out this series tomorrow night and return home to finish out 2019 over the weekend with three games against Washington. And uh, we can check in on our Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard on the Frontier League standings as well. Somewhat ironically to the Our bottom fans, of both divisions the, where the Grizzlies uh, came in with a game and a half lead over Washington trying to avoid the worst record in the Frontier League. Both teams have a pretty much clinched last place. The Grizzlies have in the West. Washington just about has three and a half behind Windy City for fourth place in the East. Now the Thunderbolts have the lead tonight, whereas the Wild Things trail by two in the eighth against the Rascals at Cartier Field and O'Fallon. All those scores have remained the same. 7-5 River City over Washington. 3-0 Windy City over Schaumburg. 4-0 Florence over Joliet. Top of the order here, David Cronin to start for the Otters against Smith, who came in and got the final out on an eight fly to left. Nice catch by Greg White and the sixth. Cronin will be followed by Keith Greensaber and Ryan Long. Anyway, so if the Grizzlies lose and Washington loses, then with four games to go, the Grizzlies will have a game and a half lead over the Wild Things to avoid uh, that worst record moniker. There's a strike. So that means even as it stands, a game and a half, it would come down to that final series. Grizzlies would have to get at least one win. They've won each of the last two games of the season and each of the last two years. One strike bench. Cronin takes low, one and one. In fact, uh, the Grizzlies had a five-game winning streak, the final two games of 17 and the first three games of 18, if you count that, which the Grizzlies do. Cronin is one for three. Smith's a one-and-one pitch on the way. Fastball off one hop, hit pretty hard to short, but right at Daniel, he collects it quickly and throws to first. They get Cronin by a step and a half. He's now one out of four. And there is one out in this seventh inning. Keith Greasehaber is coming up. He's grounded out, flied out, and struck out. to righty. The pitch. Greasehaber takes off the outside of ball. There's a, a young fan of the press box with us in this inning. The Otters every once in a while do a, a kid announcer inning. You see that all the cross baseball. What a pitch. Greasehaber takes a slider for a knee high strike. What a one. So there's a, a young fan. Not more than a few years old. Maybe four or five would be my guess, um, who had the responsibility of trying to announce Keith Greasehaber's name. One and one pitch, 
fastball on a broken bat bouncer to second. Buter steps in, gloves it, clips to first, two down. Anyway, but Greensaber has 10 letters in it. And uh, it's kind of confusing. And she got to the G in Greensaber and said, you know what, that's about enough. And St. Claude felt that the PA announcer had to step in. Here's Ryan Long, that's a little bit easier. There we go. Long is 0 for 2. He's been hit by a pitch and scored a run. 3-1 Otters, two outs, nobody on. Last of the seventh. We will see if the inning continues how she does with Elijah McNamee, who's out there. Smith sets above the belt. And a pitch. Long takes a slider for a strike. Grizzlies have Daniel Woodcock Jones, 2-3-4, scheduled in the eighth. The pitch. So we're going to miss by Long over two. Oh, and two pitch. Long takes up and away for a ball. Talked a little bit uh, about that 100 years ago milestone, uh, the 100th anniversary reached uh, a few days ago of when the Cleveland pitcher was struck by lightning and finished the game anyway. Talked about that yesterday. So I think we can do a little, uh, little more baseball history today, huh? Two outs, nobody on. 3-1 Evansville in the seventh. The ball, the two strikes on long. Here's the pitch. Jack Swing on a slider just inside. Two and two pitch. Or uh, two and two count now. Go all the way back to 1884. August 28th, 1884. This day in history. Mikey Welch. Make it Mickey Welch. Mickey Welch of the New York Gothams. Set the all-time major league record by fanning the uh, first nine Philadelphia batters he faced. Two and two pitch from Smith now. Long swings and shoots a ground ball toward the middle. A dive to his right by the second baseman, Buhner, but it passed him in the center of a hit. Long's first of the game, his third of the series. He's on for the second time tonight. Had a two-on base runner for the Otters. Extends the inning to Elijah McNamee, and we'll see if, in fact, there's an attempt at this game. That was pretty good. an easy one. McNamee has uh, not been retired. He and Rob Calabrese, the four and six hitters, can both say that. McNamee has singled and walked twice, a couple of runs, a stolen base. Anyway, you want to know why it was a different game. Mickey Welch won 39 games that season in, in uh, 1884. He only played 13 seasons. Swing and a pop-up. This is top. Shallow right toward the foul line. Woodcock coming in, but it drops in front of him. Base hit. Long heads for third. Woodcock's throw is a low laser off a hop. It's just late. Jones slapped a tag on him after an accurate throw. The ball just did not get to Dustin in time. McNamee has a knack for those bloop singles. He's two for two. He's had two of those in two games of this series. Anyway, in only 13 seasons, Welch won 307 games. Here's Taylor Lane. 300 wins along with 3,000 strikeouts and many others. One of those milestones kind of going out of the game. Baseball, not for 
bad reasons, but certainly is. Grizzlies pitching coach James Frisbee out of the mound to meet with the infield. Otters on the corners, two out, 3-1 Evansville in the seventh. And Lane will be the batter. He is lined to right and struck out twice. In 1921, on this date, August 28, 1921, Babe Ruth started a record streak with at least one extra base hit in nine straight games. The first of the nine games came at this date 98 years ago. Nineteen twenty-six, August 28, 1926, Dutch Levson pitch. Lane grounds it toward first, gloved by Owings, who steps to the bag of the inning is over. So the mound visit works to perfection. We'll have to wait and talk about Dutch Levson when we get back. Eighth inning is next, 3-1 Evansville on the Grizzlies Media Network. GCS Credit Union offers Casasa Cash Back, a free checking account that gives you cash back on all of your debit card purchases, not just on gas or groceries or restaurants. There are no points and no category restrictions, just pure cash back. You also get ATM fee refunds nationwide, and there is no minimum balance required to earn rewards. None of that, you must have $5,000 in the account to qualify business. Qualifications and rules apply. See financial institution for details. Member NCUA insured. The National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum in Cooperstown is the place where baseball legends live forever. It's where the exciting moments of today stand along the iconic tales of the past. With new exhibits and artifacts telling incredible stories, the Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum is a must-see destination for fans of all ages. Baseball in Cooperstown. Oh, my. Plan your visit today. Check out BaseballHall.org. Innovation is growing in the cornfields of America, and it's making a huge difference in America's balance of trade. One-third of the world's corn exports come from the United States. In fact, America's corn farmers exported $6.4 billion worth of corn last year, one of the few U.S. products with a trade surplus. So when America's family corn farmers bring in their golden crop each year, they're also doing their part to put our nation in the black. Discover more at cornfarmerscoalition.org. A message from the Illinois Corn Checkoff. Now back to the ballpark on the Grizzlies Media Network. Three-one is the Evansville lead as we go to the top of the eighth. Shortstop Andrew Daniel. Two, three, and four hitters for the Grizzlies coming up. So maybe going to be able to put up a crooked number for the first time in this series. Gateway has only one run in 16 offensive innings in Evansville this week. Grizzlies need. Two at least over the next six outs to keep this ball game alive. Cam Op deals. Daniel swings and lifts one down the left field line. Foul and out of play. Jeff Bramblett is up at the Grizzlies bullpen. Looks like he'll have the bottom of the eighth. Just because he hasn't had work recently. Daniel has singled, walked, and grounded out. He'll be followed by Dustin Woodcock and Wesley Jones in this eighth inning. Added away. One ball, one strike. Lefty Op, who came in to get Connor Owings, struck him out to finish the seventh. One of one pitch is taken at the knees for a strike. (laughs) 
Swinging a bouncing ball back to the mat, a leaping stab by Opp. Grabbed it above his cap, jumps to first, underhands for the out. One down, top of the eighth. And here now is Dustin Woodcock. Number 26 right fielder, Dustin Woodcock. Left-hander against left-hander. There's another righty batter on Dak and Jones, and then another lefty in Sean Dunstan Jr. I would think Op would be in until then if he gets everybody. Pitch to Woodcock is taken inside for a ball. There's no action for the moment in the outer's bullpen. The pitch. Swinging a foul by Woodcock, one and one. Dustin has walked, struck out, and walked again. <laughs> the pitch. Up high, two and one. Pitch, up and in, three balls at a strike, and this is the new Dustin. One who has been laying off of pitches no matter how much they've missed. Three and one pitch is granted a broken bat roller up first and foul. He'll have to get new lumber, three balls, two strikes. But he hasn't gotten frustrated. He hasn't allowed it to bother him. When uh, hasn't been given anything to hit, and that seems seems different than when he first got to the club. And he looked like he was just going to be a pure home run hitter, hit under 200, not get on base very much. Just his evolution over such a short period of time has been incredible to find. Anyway, promised you would pick up on Dutch Lebsen, the state of baseball history, August 28, 1926. Dutch Lebsen was with Cleveland. He pitched two complete game victories over the Boston Red Sox in the same day. Payoff pitch is low ball for Woodcock has walked for the third time tonight. He's on with one out, and Wesley Jones comes up as the potential tying run. 6-1 and 5-1 Cleveland Number wins that time. And he didn't have a strikeout in either game. Two complete game wins, two total runs against him. No strikeouts. Same lineup for Cleveland in both games. Lefty to righty, offset to the belt, and the pitch. Jones swings and misses, and it's nothing in one. And again, in a Red Sox-Cleveland game, August 28, 1932, had something that I've never heard of before, which is a, a game being moved up due to weather, not by an hour, but being played earlier. It was rescheduled because of inclement weather to be played three days earlier, one strike pick. Swing out a miss, 0-2, because that inclement weather was a solar eclipse due to render the ballpark completely dark for 20 minutes in Boston. And so, or maybe it was Cleveland, it doesn't specify, but uh, the game was played the 28th instead. 
1938, it was Connie Mack Day at Shive Park in Philadelphia. The then Philadelphia Athletics. Two strike pitch. Swing and a miss by Jones on a breaking ball. He strikes out. Second K for Athlete. 12 for Hunters pitching. But Connie Mack Day in 1938, the A's won both games over the White Sox. And they set a league record by playing their seventh doubleheader in a row. Eight-day span, they played 14 games, seven doubleheaders. In the Frontier League, you're not allowed to play doubleheaders on two days in a row. They played seven over eight days. And Max Peterson, Otter's pitching coach, is out to have a conversation with Op before Sean Dunstan Jr. bats. Wouldn't have the hook with him. Nobody's been throwing. In 1958, August 28, 1958, White Sox second baseman Nellie Fox set a record for consecutive games without striking out. 98 games in a row without a strikeout. And you know, I would say that that's something you really wouldn't see in today's game now, and you wouldn't for the most part, but you know who comes to mind, and it might not have been triggered if not for saying White Sox second baseman Nellie Fox is a White Sox minor league infielder Nick Madrigal. It was a, a collegiate teammate of Zach Taylor's at Oregon State. Pitch to Dunstan. He shows bunt, pulls back, takes a curve low for a ball. 3-1 Evansville, runner at first, two outs, top of the eighth. Madrigal, 22-year-old infielder, was drafted with a fourth overall pick in 2018 by the White Sox out of Oregon State. He has advanced already to AAA Charlotte. Only 14 months, now about 15 months after he was drafted. Offset of the belt, the pitch. Dunstan takes a curve in the dirt, 2-0. Madrigal hitting 306 over 158 games in his minor league career, and he has only 21 strikeouts. 158 games, he struck out 21 times, he's walked 50. 50. That is incredible. The pitch. Dunstan takes down it away, 3-0. 21 strikeouts and 683 professional appearances. Plate appearances, I should say. Strikes out just over 3% of his plate appearance. Incredible. 98 games would be a stretch, considering he struck out 21 times in 158. Pitch outside, ball four. Couple of walks for half of this inning, and that one comes on four pitches after a Max Peterson mound visit. Two on, two out. Grizzlies down two in the eighth. And Greg White coming up. He has walked flat out and popped up. Left fielder, Greg White. So if anybody was going to come anywhere close to that record or set a, a new record for, say, post-2010 or post-2015 or something like that in the uh, angle of, or, uh, era of launch angle and vastly increased strikeout numbers, it would probably be Madrigal who's going to be manning second base for the White Sox potentially as soon as opening day next year. There's a strike to White. And although Madrigal has something of a low ceiling because he does not have a lot of power, and also because his power is not that feared, it somewhat limits his on-base percentage, but he has a 370 on-base percentage as a professional, and it's only gone up with every level. It was 400 at AA Birmingham this year and 429 at AAA, or uh, 393, I should say, at AAA Charlotte. A ball to White, it's one and one. 
and part of the reason that you draft a guy like that who has a little bit of a lower ceiling because he's already pretty developed and polished as a hitter is that he can get to the majors so fast. He's going to turn 23 in March and might make his big league debut not even a month later. One at one pitch. White takes, down it away, a breaking ball, two and one. Still no action in the outer's bullpen, even with the Grizzlies having Woodcock at second and Dunstan the potential tying run at first. Two down, eighth inning. Roddy batter White could bring the Grizzlies within one with a base hit. He could tie the game with extra bases, give the Grizzlies the lead with a home run. Two balls and one strike. Op delivers. White takes down and outside, three and one. A walk would be the third of the inning and the eighth of the game from Otter's pitchers. Both teams' pitchers have been all over the place. And now they're stretching, but it's much too late to get anybody ready for Zach Taylor, who's on deck. Three and one on White, two on, two out. Three, one Evansville in the eighth. So it moved Dunstan into scoring position. White takes up and away, ball four. Woodcock to third. Dunstan to second. And White aboard with his second walk. So now a Zach Taylor base hit Number 10, would tie the game. Catcher, Zach Taylor. Anything to the outfield should score Sean with his spectacular speed at second. Now Taylor is 0 for 3 with three strikeouts. Gunnar Buhner now on deck. But it falls to the righty batter, Taylor. Hop is set. The left-hander's first pitch. Taylor swings and grounds it towards short off a couple of hops. It's gloved by a charging Wheatrich. He throws to first. The inning is over. Grizzlies leave him loaded. We go to the bottom of the eighth. 3-1 Evansville on the Grizzlies media network. Budweiser presents an important message about friendship. You and me, we were made for love. A lifetime is not long enough to show you what you mean to me Ooh, I'll be waiting here for you when you come home I'll see you later buddy Budweiser knows your friends are counting on you so we want you to remember to make a plan to make it home every time you go out do whatever it takes to get home safely call a friend arrange for a cab or designate a driver because friends are waiting. Hey, I'm sorry. I decided I shouldn't drive home last night. I stayed at Dave's. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> this message is brought to you by your friends at Budweiser. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Innovation is growing in the cornfields of America. Family corn farmers have planted more than 1.2 million miles of conservation buffer strips to protect the soil, improve water quality in lakes and streams, and create acres and acres of wildlife habitat. So corn farmers aren't planting just corn. They're planting the seeds for future generations to enjoy what Mother Nature has created for all of us. Discover more at cornfarmerscoalition.org. A message from the Illinois Corn Checkoff. This is Jeff Manzo, and you're listening to Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network.
Jeff Bramblett has escaped the Grizzlies' bullpen. See if you can escape Twisted Key escape rooms. For more information, visit twistedkeyescape.com. 3-1 Evansville, last of the eighth. Zach Taylor got it out to short to leave the bases loaded in the top half of the inning, and now Bramblett is in, taking over for Dakota Smith. Inning of the third, no runs, one hit, no strikeouts, one line. 16 strikeouts, or 16 uh, pitches. He'll have his strikes. Smith is finished, and it brings in Bramblett, six foot three, two hundred ten pound right hander, twenty four years old from Hoover, Alabama. Jeff is three and three with a zero point five two hundred average. It's his forty third appearance of the year for the Grizzlies. Fifty one and two thirds innings. He struck out fifty seven and walked sixteen. The league is hitting one fifty against him. Leading off, number twenty five, catcher Rob Calabrese. So here's Rob Calabrese, righty batting Evansville catcher. He and Elijah McNamee still haven't been retired. Calabrese has walked twice. On either side of a two-run double back in the third. He'll be followed by Hunter Cullen and Tanner Wietrich, the six, seven, and eight batters. In this last half of the eighth for the honors. Right-hander against right-hander. Bramblett even uh, with the Grizzlies behind, putting his streak on the line. Pitch in the way. Fastball down and outside for a ball. His streak of not quite scoreless innings, but innings without allowing an earned run. That streak is at 30 innings coming into this one. 1-0 pitch, Calabrese takes, and he high strike. Has not allowed an earned run since June 16th against Windy City. 27 appearances, 30 innings. Over those 30 innings, 40 Ks, 6 walks. Sets at the letters, and the 1-1 one one pitch. Calabrese takes, low ball two. Now Jeff did run into a little bit of trouble his last appearance. Came in with a three-run lead and locked out a scoreless save against Windy City. 5-2 win Friday, which is the last time he pitched. He had a walk and allowed a hit. Bad luck on some on a catcher's interference. Two and one pitch. Calabrese swings and misses at a slider two and two. And River, uh, River City loaded up the bases after Bramblett had looked like he was going to cruise to the save. But they locked it down anyway. Two balls, two strikes on Calabrese. The pitch. Fastball runs in and hits him. So even Jeff Bramblett has been infected with whatever disease is ravaging the Grizzlies pitching staff this week. 15 plus innings. Gateway pitchers have walked 14 and hit six. Number one. The center fielder, Hunter Collins. Should say watch 15 at his six. Smith, Bramblett, and Barrett have all hit batters. Pitch to Hunter Cullen, he shows bunt, pulls back, takes up and away for a ball. Barrett, in fact, hit two. So four hit batsmen for the ball game. Calabrese on for the fourth time. Lead off this eighth inning. Cullen shows bunt, 1-0 pitch. Fastball taken up and away. Two balls, no strike.
pitch. Cullen pulls back, takes just low. What did that piss miss? Wow. Three and oh, Cullen shows one again. Here it is. Fastball strike. been a competitive game. It's 3-1. I kind of keep forgetting that. It's just been so poorly played. The pitch. Cullen takes a bunt foul back into Taylor's man. Three balls, two strikes. So we'll see if the bunt is still on now. He might have gone after ball four. He went down a little bit. Perhaps below his knees. 3-1 otters, eighth inning. Calabrese at first. Nobody out. 3-2. They count on Cullen. He has been hit by a pitch. Flight out, struck out. Bradley deals, runner goes, Cullen takes outside ball four. Even Bramlett. And now he has to worry about that earned runless streak. James Frisbee out of the dugout to go visit. Trailways out of town scoreboard. River City is stretching out to a 9 5 lead in the ninth. Windy City up 4 2 in the ninth over Schaumburg. Florence leads 5 0 at home in the sixth over Joliet. So it seems likely now Evansville will remain at first, but just a half game ahead of the Freedom, which is interesting because I thought that Florence had a game in hand. That's why they didn't play yesterday, and that's how it was. The Freedom will have an extra game played again after tonight. So I wonder when they have a day off. They must have an odd one at some point. Pitch is a strike over the outside. Yeah, they're not playing on the last day of the year. They're not playing that Sunday, September 1st. That is wild. They're up at Windy City, and I don't, so I don't know what's going to be happening. That kind of adds a, another layer that I didn't realize until just now. One strike pitch. Weichert shows bunt, pops it up around the plate. Taylor back, pushes Tom Swoboda out of the way and makes the catch. Wow. Taylor, and there was no malice in it, but Taylor just gave Tom Swoboda a two-hand shiver to the chest and sent him toward the third base dugout like he was a blocking dummy. Wow. And he was totally right to do it. Swoboda was in his way, and Swoboda was trying to get out of the way. He didn't, he didn't mind, and he kept his feet and everything. So Weitrich pops up with a bunt, foul out to the catcher, Taylor. Still two on, one out now. Big first out, though, with the Grizzlies trailing 3-1 to the eighth, and here's the lefty batting number nine man, Jack Meggs. Struck out twice and flat to deep left. Of course, some years back, Tom Swoboda was involved in something of, his, of an infamous incident with the Grizzlies. Right into lefty, Bramblett sets at the letters. And the pitch. Meg swings at a fastball, pops it foul left side out of play. Grizzlies manager Danny Cox, 
who uh, led Gateway to its only ever Frontier League championship, which was in 2003. He managed the Grizzlies until 2006, when Phil Warren then took over, or through 2006, before Phil Warren took over in 2007. But uh, when he was the Grizzlies skipper, he and Mr. Swoboda, who stands maybe five foot seven, were engaged in a rather heated argument, and Danny Cox had been ejected from the game, as happened to him often. One strike pitch, curve top foul. And uh, he became so frustrated. Well, he wasn't actually really arguing with Soboda. He was arguing actually with the Soboda's umpiring colleague. I don't remember who it was. Obviously, I wasn't around for it, but it, it has been relayed to me. And Soboda came in, as the other umpire is supposed to do, to kind of break it up, or at least get in between the upset individual and the, in theory, offending umpire. And in Cox's haste to get to the umpire who was truly the subject of his ire, he literally picked Tom Swoboda up, moved him over to the left, and set him down. The pitch. Meg slaps a line drive, foul, just off the third base line. That was dangerous. Um, anyway, he, uh, he puts him down, and he kind of bangs him down a little bit harder than he meant to, and Swoboda falls over. And so Cox ends up getting a suspension for getting ejected in the first place. Gets a suspension for making contact with an umpire at all. Gets a suspension for a sort of extreme contact in that he picked him up. Then he gets an additional suspension for knocking him over. There might have been some other stuff in there too, but the Frontier League Commissioner Bill Lee just added up all the games. And I, it was either 21 or 23 game suspension in the end for Danny Cox. He was out almost a month. Two on, one out. 3-1 Evansville in the eighth. No balls, two strikes on Megs. Bramblett ready. And he throws. Megs swings and misses over a curve. Strikeout for Bramble at his first. Grizzlies ninth as a staff. Brought to you by Julie, the Illinois one-call system. Two down now. And the leadoff man, David Cronin, will bat with two otters still aboard. But Bramble an out away from getting out of it. Number two. Second baseman, David Cronin. Two on, two out, three one otters in the eighth. Righty to lefty again, Bramblett ready at his pitch. Cronin swings at a fastball, spanks onto the ground toward the middle, a shortstop Daniel, gloves it behind the bag, spins, throws to first and got him. Bramblett wiggles out of it again, and hit batsman at a walk to the first two batters, but he leaves two otters on. Ninth inning next, three one Evansville on the Grizzlies Media Network. Consider the cup holder. There's probably one feeling empty next to you right now. No refreshing Pepsi and no hope. Look at it. Really, really look. Are you looking? Just look at it, won't you? All across the country, cup holders just like yours are being abused, deprived of Pepsi, forgotten. Instead of a refreshing Pepsi, some of them are being filled with loose change or crumbled up drive through receipts or is that a what of used chewing gum? <sighs> Clean your car. But what if you could help? Both of you, or all of you, there's really no way for me to know how many of you are in your car. I hope there's not 10 of you. That would be really unsafe. Get a Pepsi and refresh a cup holder's life. Our cup holders and our thirsts are counting on it. In fact, I'm having a refreshing Pepsi right now. Ah, that is refreshing. <clears throat> Pepsi, refresh yourself. Refill your cup holder. One small change can do a lot of good. 
That's why U.S. Bank proudly invests in communities like yours. It's also why we're celebrating good deeds being done nationwide. Because the more good we see, the more we're inspired to do the same thing. So help us spread the goodness. Use the hashtag #CommunityPossible to share a story of one good thing you've done recently. Together, we'll turn one small change from all of us into one big impact in our community. U.S. Bank: The power of possible. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Now back to the ballpark on the Grizzlies Media Network. Otters pitching change. They've gone to their closer, Taylor Wright. As we head to the ninth inning with Evansville up three to one, it's the six foot five, two hundred fifteen pounder from Berwyn, Pennsylvania. He will be twenty-seven years old in November. Right out of Brown University, first-year Otter. 3-0 with a 0.77 average, 37th appearance, all in relief. Frontier League All-Star has saved 16 ball games. Over 46 and two-thirds innings, he struck out 55 and walked 16. League is hitting a buck 73 against him. The Grizzlies are the only team to score multiple times against him since opening day. They tagged him for six, none earned. I made the 22nd that wild. 12-13 inning game, and the Otters won 14-11 in the end, but the Grizzlies scored six to come back and tie the ball game against Wright. Since then, they have uh, not had nearly as much success against him. And his appearances, most recent of which against the Grizzlies, came in Evansville on August the 17th, a 9-6 Otters win, in which Wright finished off the ball game with a save. Right finishing his warm-up tosses. He'll face Gunnar Buehner, Cletus Avery, and Cotter Owings, the 8-9-1 Grizzlies batters in this top of the ninth inning. With gateway behind 3-1. Right is uh, not one to move too quickly. He's not rushed by anybody. Cam up, an inning in the third. No runs, no hits. Two Ks, three walks. And uh, he and Drew Beyer both get holds. Brandon Sittinger is still in line for the win. Hasn't been pretty for anybody's pitching staff tonight. Number 19, second baseman. Friday batter Buner, RBI single, a pop up, another single. He has a pair of steals tonight as well. It's been a good game for Gunner. Righty to righty, right set to the belt, out of pitch. Buner takes up at in ball one. He's ready, 1-0 pitch. Buehner swings, left a fly ball, left center field. Cullen in and to his right. He's underneath it and makes the catch. Hey everyone, we will not have the running of the bases powered by Breakers Jewelers. We do apologize for that inconvenience, but we will not have the now. He's over three, a couple of strikeouts and a fly out. Righty to righty. The pitch. 
Avery swings and grounds one through the right side. Base hit. Cletus has a single. And he's on with one out to bring the potential tying run to the plate of the form of Connor Owings, who is hitless in four at-bats tonight, hitless in eight at-bats of the series. Four Ks for the first two games, three of them tonight. The you never know. Bramblett would be in line for the win if the Grizzlies could pull ahead, and he'd probably stay in for the ninth. Or I would imagine if Gateway could tie it, although Grant Black is up and throwing now, so that might not be the case with Jeff having thrown 18 pitches. Righty against lefty, right set to the pitch. Swing on a bouncer back to the backstop, foul off Owings back. No balls, one strike. Pitch. So we're going to foul back going two. Megs holds Avery at first. One away. 3 1 Evansville in the ninth. Right to stretch, the two-strike pitch. Avery runs, Owing swings and misses. Strike three, so he has struck out four times at five at bats tonight. That's the first for Wright. Avery gets the steal, and I would think it'll be a steal because Tanner Wietrich, the shortstop, did go over there, so I don't think that would be defensive indifference. We'll see. Regardless, Avery at second, two down, and now Andrew Daniel, who's had a good series. He's one for three with a walk and a steal tonight. He is two for six with a double and a pair of free passes in the set. Does go as a steal for Avery, his fourth as a Grizzly, eighth this year. The pitch, swinging a foul, and uh, Cletus has not been caught. 0-1 on Daniel. Single walk, ground out to third, ground out to the mound of that order. Swing and a miss by Daniel and a high fastball, 0 2. Avery at second, two men out, 3 1 Evansville, 9 coming. Daniel behind of the count of Wolves, two strikes. Justin Woodcock on deck, tying for the team lead in homers. Grizzlies could bring him up as the potential go-ahead run, but Daniel has to get on. Two-strike pitch. Swing and a pop-up, shallow left. This is trouble for Grease Haber coming in. No, he's under it. Makes the catch. The ball game is over. Grizzlies lose 3-1. Back after this, GCS Credit Post Game Show next on the Grizzlies Media Network. A Budweiser, a burger, and Thomas Red. When you wake up in a different city every day, there's a comfort in being able to count on something familiar. And for me, that's a Budweiser and a burger. 
Los Angeles, Chicago, El Paso, big or small, loud or quiet, a butt and a burger remind me who I am and to keep doing my thing. They take me back home. The best way to get my friends and family over to my house is to tell them that I'm about to grill some burgers and drink some bud. Nothing fancy, nothing forced, no lights, no noise, no backstage pass required. That's a Budweiser and a burger. Cheers. This Bud's for you. Enjoy responsibly. Budweiser Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. GCS Credit Union offers Casasa Cash Back, a free checking account that gives you cash back on all of your debit card purchases, not just on gas or groceries or restaurants. There are no points and no category restrictions, just pure cash back. You also get ATM fee refunds nationwide, and there is no minimum balance required to earn rewards. None of that, you must have $5,000 in the account to qualify business. Qualifications and rules apply. See financial institution for details. Member NCUA insured. The Grizzlies Baseball Academy at GCS Ballpark is where tomorrow's stars train today. We specialize in professional baseball instruction and offer group, semi-private, and private lessons taught by experienced instructors and the most realistic hitting experience you'll find, the ProBatter PX2. The ProBatter PX2 features a multi-pitch machine with synchronized video display to simulate live Major League quality pitching. To schedule your lesson, call 618-781-8170 or visit grizzliesbaseballacademy.com. That's 618-781-8170 or grizzliesbaseballacademy.com. Innovation is growing in the cornfields of America. Over the past 12 years, America's family corn farmers have produced the 12 largest corn crops in history, and they've done it with less fertilizer, fewer chemicals, and less land. Using groundbreaking technology and new management practices to grow food, feed, fuel, and fiber. In other words, America's family corn farmers continue to grow corn better than anyone else and better than ever before. Discover more at cornfarmerscoalition.org. A message from the Illinois Corn Checkoff. You are listening to the Grizzlies post-game show on the Gateway Grizzlies Media Network. Back at the Story Fosse Field in Evansville, Indiana, where the Grizzlies lose tonight by a final of 3-1. to Nate Gatter back with you to wrap it up on the GCS Credit Union post-game show. Thanks for sticking with us on the Grizzlies Media Network. Gateway falls to 37-55. and Second straight loss for the Grizzlies. Evansville improves to 55-37. and The Otters have won two in a row. Final totals for the visiting Grizzlies, one run, five hits, no errors, 10 men left on base. For the Otters, three runs on five hits, one error, and 10 men left stranded. Brandon Sittinger got the win for Evansville. He improved to two and two. Jordan Barrett took the loss for the Grizzlies to fall to four and six. Taylor Ryder, the save his 17th of the year. He allowed one hit and stranded him out at second to get the save for the Otters. The game took three hours and seven minutes. It was played in front of 1,278 fans this evening at Bossy Field. Grizzlies Media Network player of the game. Daniel had a hit and a walk. Dustin Woodcock walked three times, stole the base, uh, but we're going to go offensively with Gunnar Buter, who was two for four with an RBI and a couple of steals. Cletus Avery also had a single and a stolen base. Greg White walked, stole the bag, and scored the Grizzlies' only run. He added a second walk later as well. Grizzlies pitcher of the game, I suppose, would go to Dakota Smith. He had an inning in the third scoreless. Bramblin had one scoreless. Nobody really looked particularly good on the mound tonight in this series so far for the Grizzlies, but uh, Grizzlies being a network play of the game, Gunnar Buhner. 
Tomorrow, 6.20 Central Time, Budweiser pregame show, 6.35 first pitch in Evansville for the finale of this series in the Grizzlies' last road game in 2019 before they return home to face Washington to finish out the season this weekend. Right-header Ian Kyle Loa for gateway against right-header Matt Quintana for Evansville. 6.20 Budweiser pregame show, 6.35 first pitch Central Time tomorrow night. Once again, the final totals for Gateway. One run, five hits, no errors, ten lap for Evansville. Three runs, five hits, one error, ten stranded. Sittinger the win, he's two and two. Bear the loss, he's four and six. Right to save his 17th. Three hours, seven minutes, the official time of game. 1,278, 1,278, the paid crowd at Bossy Field. For all of us for the Grizzlies, Nate Gatter saying so long tonight from Evansville. Once again, our final score, the Otters three and the Grizzlies one. Hope you've enjoyed tonight's broadcast half as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. Can't wait to talk to you again tomorrow night. This has been a presentation of Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network is brought to you by Budweiser, GCS Credit Union, U.S. Bank, and Pepsi. You can catch any of the highlights from this game on gatewaygrizzlies.com, plus exclusive video content throughout the season. Thanks for listening to Gateway Grizzlies Baseball.